Well, hello and welcome to the Plane Talking Airline Pilot Geek Safety Layovers Christmas Show 2018. And I hope you enjoyed that rather festive intro there, which, uh, Matt, I must say, that was really good. <laughs> you done well there. Well, I, I just mashed it all together. You're the one that came up with this crazy idea. I know. So, see, Carlos quite often sends me these, what I can only describe <laughs> as ridiculous videos. And usually I look at them and think, what, you know, you have far, far too much time on your hands I know. and then all of a sudden every now and again a little bit of gold and i thought oh, i hadn't worked out what we were going to do for an intro so i thought that'll do nicely i know there we it works are. Anyway, really well indeed. so it is christmas time and i'm sure while you, you are all listening to this show you're busy either unwrapping presents or um or well getting Eating frustrated the with the now, socks that you've yeah. just got off your uh, your mum and dad or nannies and granddads and aunties and uncles and stuff or the jumpers that I suppose you might have got from... Uh, Nothing wrong with a good members. festive jumper. Nothing wrong with a festive jumper. No, well, it is Christmas time, and obviously it is our annual Christmas show. So uh, welcome, Matt. How are you? Are you oh, I'm, I'm well? good, thank you. I'm, good. I must admit, I'm a little bit warm in my, in my festive... Festive jumper. Very festive. Look at this, Here we go, look. There we are. It's... Uh, uh, it's uh, that's me stuck in the chimney. Obviously, that's, yeah. that's how this game works. But. Actually, I do remember Matt. You actually played Santa one year. I remember you were last year. You had to dress up. Yeah, as I Santa actually had my Santa suit, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I I didn't want to you know no, spoil a bit it. Warm for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so joining us as well via the realms of the web is obviously the other awesome host of the show. It's Neville Bounds. Yes, hello. Well, I'm doing the drinks tonight, so uh, just <laughs> get, get get me your orders in and I'll uh, bring them to you. But uh, yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. Great to be back on the show again and looking forward to a bit of a laugh. I have to be so. honest with you, Nev. One is looking uh, rather dapper in one's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, penguin suit. Is that the correct? Well, I, yeah, I thought the standards were slipping, so yes, I thought, what, what can I do yeah. to improve things? What, yeah, what, what, what can I do? Uh, let, let, yeah. Let's do a direct comparison. Here we go. Here's Carlos uh, in his t-shirt basically he's made no expense spared whatsoever for his christmas outfit uh and uh and uh, and then we go to nev look who's uh, uh i presume just basically got a suit that he's uh, what the, the rental runs out well, next I, week I, does it uh, yeah. that's right yes <laughs> I, I am fully clothed below the waistline if anybody's interested yeah no have you gone the full hog though uh, nev have you got uh, cufflinks uh, oh. on the show oh yes yeah absolutely <gasps> yes I, I certainly have yes yeah oh, <laughs> he says yeah. describing yeah. a visual joke on <laughs> on <laughs> record but anyway okay. Yeah, okay. on the audio podcast. Safe to yeah. say, Nev's yeah. wearing cufflinks with his yes, shirt. Indeed. So, they joining are. us as well this uh, festive also show by the web, yeah. by the web is uh, another awesome chap. He's a chap who I love flying with because he's uh, such an awesome teacher, and I'm hopefully going to have be taught by him very soon are to you? Uh, yeah oh. to fly again and to complete my license. Hopefully, okay. Soon. So, welcome onto the show. It's Armando. Hi, everybody. Merry Christmas. Oh, Felicidades. Feliz Navidad. Uh, this is pre-recorded, so I'm assuming that it's cold and rainy here in the UK. But uh, that doesn't uh, really narrow it down, Armando. Let's be honest; it's always <laughs> cold and rainy here. <laughs> I know it could be April or March yeah, or June, yeah. or indeed summer. Uh, but uh, yes, I must say I'm loving the Christmas tree in the background. Yeah. Good work, sir. Good work. I had to catch up with some of the other guys you're about to see. <laughs> Like I say, I'm sure when we started, have we really been setting this up that long? Because when we started, there was no tree behind our No, there was he's a tree. Had to, no, he's no, had time to set up a Christmas yeah. tree and all sorts. In the time yeah. No, I didn't set it up. It's grown in the time that we've Right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so are you well then, uh, Armando? Yeah, doing really great. Uh, always trying to get some flying in, trying to get checked out in the cub. And uh, Oh, you're still trying to get about, checked out in the cub. <laughs> yeah, it's about four weeks now that it's just been too cloudy to do it. No. 
I can't. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we didn't get the chance to fly in the Cub. What's but, a Cub? Um, somebody ex- somebody type translate. Cub. It, it's uh, such a it's, it's okay, a proper right. old school maybe, maybe aircraft. Maybe that's one for another yeah. show. All right, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> so moving on. Uh, joining us as well for the festive show is uh, well, he needs no introduction really. It's our main man, Micah. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's such a joy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And, you know, I just realized one of the differences between pilots and non-pilots, because being a non-pilot, I heard Armando say he wants to get checked out in the Cub, and you want to get checked out in the Cub. I just want to get checked out. Right. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see what you did there. He's uh, good. He's good. Are, are you well? How, how are things, Michael? All good? Things are wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. I'm wearing my festive main winter uh, christmas flannel and uh and it's been a wonderful time up here in maine it's actually sunny and nice we've had some rain but we've got a gorgeous day outside about 30 degrees fahrenheit what is that it's about zero celsius celsius i guess oh, and wow. uh, sunny and beautiful so joining us as well on the show tonight is uh, a, a chap who at the moment has probably the most festive beard in the whole of the uk welcome Captain Nick. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hi, guys. Oh, Nick, I've got to say, that is uh, one heck of a beard uh, implement you're wearing there. Uh, this is just, uh, you know, my festive version of one I'd normally be wearing. It's in Dolphin's house. Yes. So, oh, yes, isn't it marvellous? Christmas and all that. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. And, and how are things with you, Nick? I'm, I'm guessing you're well back into the flying uh, uh, kind of thing now. I am, but not for much longer. <gasps> I have bought my retirement date forward a little. Ooh. The APG has already know, but I've decided to go at the end of May, so I have about 174 days left to go. Ooh. A little under six months. So I'm really on my rundown now, and I think I'll be wearing this beard on the flight deck now. <laughs> <laughs> just don't squawk 7700. Anyway, moving on to the next lucky host who's joining us on the show. Uh, for the festive show, it is uh, the man who gives everything uh, a safe tick on his box. It's Pilot Pip. I beg your pardon, ticking is what now? Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Mr. Pip? Yes. Hello, everyone. Ho, ho, ho as well from me. Uh, you're all rather putting me to shame. Nick with his flashy beard and, and uh, Nev with his DJ on and, and me looking like a right old scruff bag in my T-shirt and jeans here. That's all right. Carlos is looking my, no worse my, than you. It's fine. Yeah, and my bootleg <laughs> bottle of wine that I nicked off the aircraft. Um, so, yes, thanks for the invite. Great to be here. Looking forward to a fun, festive show and a Merry Christmas to everybody who listens. Okay, good. And hopefully, hopefully the hotel uh, band the Wi-Fi will just we'll hold out long just enough. Hold out. Just hold out. Yeah, I'm going to apologise to everyone in advance. My hotel Wi-Fi it was perfect uh, for a while, but now it rather sucks. I'm afraid. <laughs> oh well, I'll we're, do my best. We'll That's Netflix for you. We'll Joining us as well, and uh, everyone will know the next voice. He's been on the show before, and. Uh, He's uh, kind of a kingpin, really, in, in another very famous podcast we all know and love. Ooh. From the Airplane Geeks, it's Brian Coleman. Hello, Carlos, Matt, Nick, Pip, Armando. Guess that's everyone so far. So Merry <laughs> Christmas to everyone. Happy Hanukkah for those that uh, celebrate the other. And um, yeah, really happy to be here and joining you guys again. 
Uh, I, I must say, I am a massive lover of the the, the hat. It, it's uh, it's uh, it's just marvellous with it with the the, the the ears and the bell and everything. You you've got good. what's not to love about Snoopy, eh? I'm just wondering what uh, particular exactly. drink that uh, Brian's going to spill over the keyboard this year. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his MacBook I, out. I, so I've, I've, I've planned ahead, and I do not have any beverages. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have water, but that's it. I'm keeping it away from that's the right. keyboard. As long as it's not but, eggnog. Yeah, no, was, no, 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 no. I was um, rooting for eggnog this year. <laughs> that would make before a Before we get into the show, though, I really want to ask Captain Nick a question, which is, if anyone wanted to get on your last flight, how can we go about uh, doing that and joining you in your festivities? Ooh, now there's uh, no I have no idea what my last flight would be or when it will be, so... Uh, it's not going to be easy, I'm afraid. Um, oh. I will try and uh, give as much notice as possible. Hoping to do perhaps an Atlanta, a two-night oh. Atlanta. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Because that's fairly central. What way to finish? Few... And let's just clarify that just to be safe. We're talking about last flight as pilot in command. That's all. Not the last flight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. It depends whether I can rouse myself to get back in an airplane when I finish <laughs> this jolly job. So uh, I, I might just do the annual uh, Christmas thing that I normally do, which is, you know, rain up those reindeers and smack <laughs> them on the backside and hurtle around the world. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, joining us on the show, his first time on uh, a Christmas special show. Uh, but we've had him on the show before, and he is uh, one of the hosts of a awesome podcast called the Layovers Podcast. It's Paul. Hi guys, how is everyone? Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas! <laughs> oh my God, I'm mirrored on the on the end camera. So I should look left. Is <laughs> <Sorry>. right. <laughs> <laughs> He's not used to this, is he? Yet? No, not at all. Actually, yeah. the joys of being being pre-recorded normally, you see, it's all very civilized. <laughs> Our podcast is voice only. You see, guys. Um, yeah, you're very lucky to catch me because I literally just arrived from, wow, two weeks of travel and leaving tomorrow again. And I'm in London and I'm so happy. That's why I don't have any Christmas things around me. I didn't even have the time to buy a tree yet. It's going to be after I come back from Tokyo. But I found the only thing I have about Christmas is this T-shirt that was made by students that teach on an MBA program. So I'm a, I'm a Greek, a Swiss, and a, and a Finn. And I usually say the joke, as a Greek, I dodge taxes. As a Swiss, I put all that money in the bank. <laughs> As a Finn, I finance Christmas with all that money I just got. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Nice. There you go. So, Paul, I, I, think, I think it's safe to say, Paul, anyone who follows you um, on Instagram or follows you on social media will, will have seen that in the last few weeks you have done about 10 hundred million billion flights around <laughs> yeah. the world. I'm not. I'm not proud to be. To be honest, guys, I don't want to brag. It's just way too much. But I mean, it's the last bit. It's the last. Uh, the last bit is now, and then finally, I will actually enjoy what I always do, which is me, which is staying in London and not moving for Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, so where's, where are you off to next, Temple? You're off. You're back off uh, uh, again. Geneva, uh, Seoul, Tokyo, Geneva again, and back here. Oh, wow. Sounds good. Any airline of choice? Uh, it's a mix, actually, this time. I'm flying uh, Swiss, Lufthansa, Asiana. And the funniest one is Ethiopian. Between Incheon to Narita, I'm flying Ethiopian, which makes no sense whatsoever, but mm. I wanted to try the Dreamliner. On the way back, I'm doing JAL and then BA, and that's it. Ah, BA, uh, there you are. So best you... of ah, yeah, of I, BA. I love BA. I, I literally saw Nev's ears prick up then when he said <laughs> <laughs> But Paul, oh. you must be a member of Star Alliance, though, right? 
Yeah, I mean, when I moved to the UK seven years ago, but it took me five years to start accruing on Winewell. So I'm a senator, so the gold, whatever, on Star Alliance. Yes, been almost like 10 years now. I was a ex-Sky team. I used to be also very high on Sky team, and I gave up after I moved away from Asia. Uh, wow, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, stop. Let's stop talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> at, the day, at the end of the day, I hate that because the, the thing I really hate the most when I board a plane is having the to see the sense of entitlement of each person thinking they're the biggest priority. I'm some. I'm above gold. I'm super diamond <laughs> platinum. I'm like, come on, guys. It's just we're all going to the same place. Anyway. Hey, don't be making fun of me like that. <laughs> <laughs> we forget we forget about Brian's platinum club status, well, don't true. we? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we... what well, I've only done five million. Come on, there are many that have more oh. than me. God, it makes my Emirates Skyward points look peeny <laughs> media. Yeah, you've done about four flights. I know. <laughs> well, anyway, you know they've started instead of giving points to Brian anymore, they just give him stock options. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Always an option. <laughs> hey, they're, hey, they're about worth the same these days. <laughs> That's true. So uh, we are gonna uh, well, we're gonna start the show then uh, our festive show this week with a few festive stories. Uh, later on in the show, we have got a really awesome uh, awesome segment that was uh, sent in by our main man Micah. Mm. It's a festive segment uh, this year, as always. Micah sends us in a little bit for Christmas. Uh, we've also got uh, a little bit of a comedy segment that uh, Matt sort of squirrelled away for us here to play out. We've also got a special message from a certain very Premier League podcaster coming up later on in the show. And also, Pilot Pip has put together a festive quiz Ooh. for all the hosts to play. So okay. that's coming up later oh, as well. Absolutely. I hope you've been studying up this year. Yes, we have, Pip, with his mouth full, full of, of cakes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> 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 There's my dinner. Let me Don't panic, don't panic. <laughs> so we are going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're festively ready, Matt... I think we should just basically say, is everybody ready? Get them to say yes, and then we'll do it. So if, right, if everybody is ready... <laughs> Ready. 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 So, kicking off this week's festive news story, this one is on the FTNnews.com. And uh, Santa's naughty list leaked in Air New Zealand Christmas video. Oh Air New Zealand's new Christmas video sees the world's naughtiest children unite in a bid to get back on Santa's good list after the big man accidentally leaks his official naughty list. The nicest Christmas ever shows Air New Zealand flying to the rascal's rescue, assembling an international naughty kids summit to tackle the threat of empty stockings. Knowing that Santa is always watching, the delegation of little darlings pledges better behaviour, but when talks uh, stall with the US representative, it falls to New Zealand to save the season. 
More than 300 children of Air New Zealand employees auditioned to take part in the clip, with 17 selected to star as extras alongside the airline's ground cabin crew. Santa makes an appearance as well. Oh, didn't realise you were there, Nick. Uh, and also the elf from last year's Air New Zealand Christmas video. Ah. Air New Zealand general manager, global brand and content Jody Williams says the airline has a reputation for poking fun and wanted to inject some Kiwi humour into Christmas celebrations. From childhood memories of writing to Santa through to the drama of festive tech fail, the heartwarming video plays on a silly season moments in a very Kiwi way. Uh, the video follows Air New Zealand's A Very Merry Christmas Mistake from a Christmas of 2017, which shared Santa's struggle to decipher the New Zealand accent. I remember that one. We played that last yes, year. Yes, we did, yeah. Uh, the campaign attracted 13 million views and won Global Content Idea of the Year at the PR Week Global Awards in London. That's quite nice. I like that. A little bit of festive. And I remember that mm. that video was really good last year they done with uh, Sam. Was, I remember trying yeah. to decipher the, um, mm. the children's requests so for Christmas. If, if you'd like to watch that video you'll actually find in our show notes that are, that are associated mm. with both the video and audio versions of the show if you have a look obviously story number one this is and you'll find a link to uh to find that video for you to uh play out um uh, but uh, yeah no it, it's they it's it's nice that they 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 do a lot of they take a lot of effort they love they their do. videos yeah, they do. the uh, the kiwis yeah, yeah definitely yeah, not don't always go down that well do they with um sort of especially some of the people yeah. in the in the uh you know like their safety videos and stuff yeah. oh, some yeah, people yeah. don't like but yeah uh, yeah any 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 comments from the uh, the guests on the said video? Obviously, it's the U.S. representatives that have made the talk stall, right? <laughs> they had to find someone. <laughs> My God! <laughs> yeah, Theresa May wasn't there at the time. No, anyway, no. <laughs> Good moving on to <laughs> the next story. It's gone and political already. I know, I know. Shall I say the word Brexit and get it out of the way? Shall I? Oh Just God! So Nev, the next story is uh, for you. Yeah, it's on the independent.co.uk website, and uh, it says that a new time-lapse video charts the hundreds of thousands of flights taking off during the festive period. From the 21st to the 25th of December, 466,897 departures will carry more than 69 million passengers around the globe. In the UK, 10,888 flights are scheduled to arrive between the 21st and 25th of December, bringing 1.8 million people to spend the holiday season here. Of these, 8,163 will be international arrivals touching down from Spain, the US and Germany. Uh, London's Heathrow and Gatwick airports will be the busiest UK ones, followed by Manchester. A total of 10,994 flights will depart the country during the run-up to Christmas. Uh, the busiest country for flight arrivals and departures is the US, with 118,071 departures and 118,844 arrivals over the five days. It's followed by China, India, Indonesia and Canada. Uh, the UK makes it into the busiest cities list with London coming in third thanks to its 6,071 departures and 6,007 arrivals. It's pipped oh, to the post by... Oh, that one visual, oh, sorry, that one visual that approach. <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. Um, 
It's it's Pip to the Post by New York uh, with seven hundred uh, sorry seven thousand six hundred and sixty seven departures and seven thousand five hundred and ninety six arrivals, and Chicago with six thousand six hundred and eighty six departures and six thousand six hundred and seventy eight arrivals. The busiest day for air travel worldwide during the five days is the twenty third of December. Ninety nine thousand nine hundred and forty eight flights are scheduled that day. It's closely followed by the twenty second of December, where 98,275 flights wow. will be taking off and landing in total. The time lapse has been produced by Biogift to visualize just how important spending time with our nearest and dearest around the world is by showing the lengths people go to quite literally over the five days ahead of Christmas in order to be with their loved ones. Videos based on flight data from OAG Aviation, which details the comings and goings of 450 airports worldwide and includes all scheduled flights. Christmas is globally one of the peak periods for scheduled airlines and OAG's dynamic schedules database and flight status systems highlight the sheer size and scale of passengers moving at this busy time of year, said Carolina Mather at OAG. With schedules uh, changing daily, keeping a track on flights and expected arrival times make Christmas seem that little bit nearer. There's some eye-watering figures in there. Aren't there? Mm. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, great prediction. Shame about that volcano that's going to brew up in Iceland. <laughs> oh no, really? Is that is that seriously? Is that a thing, or are you just just trying but to the Christmas up? volcano? No, right. I, I think I might make it up, but uh, <laughs> it's hard to tell. It might have already happened. Well, they're, they're right. <laughs> uh, are you are you penned to fly over the Christmas uh, season, uh, Nick? Or are you uh, if you got the Christmas season off? Certainly not. I'm way too senior. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's what that's what I was thinking when I saw those figures. I was like, no airline pilots are having any of those three days off. No, no, no. no. unless you're me. Captain uh, Anderson. Yeah, absolutely. Has, has anyone has anyone of you flown as a pilot or as a as a passenger on the 25th? Because for me, it was a tradition until my parents passed away. Every 25th, I was on a plane, and it was always half empty. It was awesome, actually. Did you have you ever flown, guys? No, I yeah. Haven't. Oh. Yes, I yeah, have, there was a bit younger. Yeah, and there was one year that I flew back from Japan on the 25th. And you're right, the plane was about half empty. But that was pre-9-11 as well. So the plane could have been half empty anyway. <laughs> because of that, right. Yeah, mm. true. Oh, this is good because I'm going back to the States on the 25th. So, are you, like, are you actually flying out home on Christmas Day? Yeah, it was the cheapest rates. Uh, really? Wow. Who's that with? Super cheap. I think I'm on Delta. Oh, Ooh. okay. Never heard of them. Moving on. The uh... <laughs> that's not a good Christmas it would be Israeli. <laughs> how, how about you, Pip? Are you uh, penned in over the Christmas period? Are you off? No, I'm. I'm off over Christmas. Okay. Uh, at least for the uh, 24th, 25th, 26th. I think I'm back on the 27th, if I remember rightly. Ah. Wow. I've got 11 days off. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. To, it's all about I was going to say, before we move on, in terms right. of flying, at least here in the U.S., flying on Thanksgiving Day itself, Christmas Day, and New Year's Day, usually the airports are pretty empty, the planes are pretty empty, and the rates are the, the fares are the, are the least expensive because people just don't like to fly on those days directly. It's pretty amazing. 
I'm amazed by that. I'd I'd almost be sort of convinced that ramping up the price. Yeah, you'd yeah. think sort of. But then I suppose everybody wants to be home before Christmas, don't mm. they? So I suppose. Well, yeah, the, the, I've just the, I was just going to say that uh, Mrs. Nev and I are flying from Gatwick to Jersey on uh, Christmas Eve, um, and uh, they, the flights were pretty cheap actually when we booked them, uh, and we're just coming back on on the 26th. But I just got a notification from BA today to say, would I like like to upgrade my economy fare to uh, business fare? For a mere £551 <laughs> one way. Um, so they're, they're obviously trying to uh, compensate for the, for the lack of yeah, revenue. Yeah, lack of interest on the flight. Yeah, okay. I assume that's yeah. quite a high number, is it, for what they... <laughs> uh, for a one-hour flight, it's extremely... Oh, a one-hour oh. flight, oh. Wow. And unnecessary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. All right. Now I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. That sounds horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I do remember Christmas flights where we've had so few passengers, we've just bought everybody up to upper class and had a great big party. Last oh, ten hours. Oh, oh that's oh, so yeah. That oh, would be the God. most awesome flight, wouldn't it? That would be the exactly. best flight. That was great. I mean, I think we had about a dozen. Uh, passengers, most of whom were actually companions, so uh, everyone just went up the front and opened all the wine. <laughs> Had a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know, I love it, because every, every time uh, Captain Nick speaks, of course, it's like sleigh bells. I know. Yeah, I love it. It's just it's so nice. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Armando, you've got uh, the next story on the uh, list. Hey, Carlos, I love that you picked this story, because as you know, I've been part of the Civil Air Patrol for uh, like 25 years now, so... Oh, yeah. To the Moorbank Squadron of the Australian Air League, these guys have just found worldwide fame on the PTUK podcast. <laughs> so, Excellent. the Moorbank Squadron of the Australian Air League, local youth group, marched with crowds of Liverpool, uh, Liverpool Council's Christmas in the Mall, or sorry, Christmas in the Mall event last Saturday, December 1st. The Air League is a voluntary uh, youth organization which was formed in 1934 to foster a spirit of aviation and youth and promote good citizenship. To, uh, to mark the end of the event, the cadets, who are aged eight and older, escorted Maj Mayor Wendy Waller and Santa Claus to the Christmas tree. After the Christmas tree lights were switched on, the squadron band officially closed the event with a medley of jingle bells and songs, including When the Saints Go Marching In and Waltzing Matilda. Commanding Officer Bell said it was a great event. It's a fantastic way to start the festive season with a performance by the cadets. It's also a testament to the hard work of all all the cadets have put in, taking time out of their weekend to support their local community. Miss Waller later wrote a message on Facebook to thank the league. Thank you to the Australian Air League, Moorbank Squadron for the special escort, down to the Christmas tree lighting, she wrote. The league provides a number of activities to cadets, uh, such as aviation theory, flying for members 14 and over, ceremonial drill, physical activities, and camping. The end. But no flying. Oh. No, they, they they fly their uh, their cadets, I believe. Oh, they do okay. orientation flights. Didn't you? Uh, um, go, you were in the air cadets at some point, Pip, if I remember rightly from your show. Oh yes, very much. I loved the air cadets. Um, <clears throat> our air cadets in the UK is a, a slightly older um, age range. It starts from thirteen upwards, um, but it's a wonderful organisation, um, full of opportunity and. Uh, flying and outdoor pursuits and uh, all that kind of stuff. But the, the thing with this story, uh, I didn't quite get it, or maybe I missed it, but did they really have a bunch of cadets from Australia come all the way to Liverpool in the UK, or was this Liverpool, Australia? 
I can and only if, imagine and, it's Liverpool. and if it was Liverpool UK, how disappointed were those eight-year-olds? <laughs> there is that. Yeah, they probably had all the wheels from their tricycles stolen. Indeed. <laughs> Slightly well, there's, our, there's our, our listenership in Liverpool just yeah, gone ruined. Down. Yeah, absolutely. Down, down, down. Oh, they wouldn't understand us anyway, to be fair. Yeah, they have eight, the eight, internet eight, in eight. Liverpool. <laughs> Okay, moving anyway, on. Anyway, moving swiftly on <laughs> yeah. to uh, the next story, who uh, is uh, going to read. It's Micah. Micah. Uncle Micah, the old story is next. Well, that's great. But, you know, I want to throw a monkey rinse in the works. I didn't like my story. Can I choose my own? I think I found a better story. What? No, you can't. It's probably <laughs> yes, mine. yes. Choose your own story. Yeah, read your own story. Silly old man. <laughs> well, this is from... <laughs> this is from Lost <laughs> Control. <laughs> oh, I think your Captain Al's not here, so somebody's got a really... Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Up, right? Christmas will be brought to you this year, more than ever before, by airplanes. And it may not increase the intensity of your child's gleeful smile on Christmas morning, but on average, roughly every fifth present open this Christmas will have come to you at least partway by air. And we're not talking about a certain magical sleigh pulled by reindeer. The second biggest and likely most noticed trend in holiday commerce over the last 20 years is a rapid growth of delivery of gifts by a small package air freight carriers. Quite obviously, the growth is linked to and driven by the still mushrooming boom in online Christmas shopping. In the vast majority of cases, it continues to be far more efficient and cost-effective for companies to stock their brick-and-mortar stores using relatively old-fashioned 18-wheeled trucks. That in, part, so that, in part, helps explain the continued and rapid growth of the trucking industry in recent years and the intense stress on trucking companies to hire more drivers and put more trucks on the road. But that... Uh, um, where let's lose my place but when it comes to fulfilling two billion or more individual orders placed directly with manufacturers or online retailers via the internet each requiring delivery to a distinctly different doorstep somewhere nothing is as efficient and as cost effective as small package delivery via air that's why more than 1,000 dedicated freighter aircraft from giant Boeing 747s, yay, and McDonnell <laughs> MD-11s to single-engine Cessna 208s with all nine passenger seats removed will be operating to and from within the United States virtually every day between now and Christmas. And it's why the bellies of nearly all 4,000-plus passenger aircraft in service with U.S. airlines will also be unusually full on virtually every flight this month. It's amazing. It still amazes me with, with things like Amazon where you can, you know, you order something and it, it literally, you know, it's here the, the next day within the morning mm. when you can order up to 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. in the That's evening. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, I had same-day delivery on a thing on Amazon a couple of days ago. Really? Ordered in the morning and it arrived the afternoon. Yeah, guaranteed really? same-day delivery. I didn't know that was a thing. Fan, flipping fantastic. Hey, Pip, they, did you order it through the link on the PTUK website? I hope oh, you did. Of course I did. So they, they've, they've earned point zero zero zero. Well done, Armando. Yeah, every well little done. non-existent penny helps. <laughs> and, and now Matt and Carlos can see what you ordered, too. Well, this is true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Does it take batteries? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's much more to that story that I won't go into, but I sent the link to Carlos, and it was from Forbes magazine. And uh, I just thought that, again, you can 
shoot me if you want and never invite me back but i like that story so much yeah, that's good. that's, that's not good. gonna happen to be fair mikey you carry on it's bit of a uh, bit of off the cuff yeah nothing yeah. so it's it's nothing like making producers nervous when you make it up as you go along it's is good it? <laughs> so next story is a bit of a cracker story for uh for captain nick oh do i have to do this one well Nick, <laughs> Mr. Anderson, oh. just just okay. get on with it. Can you oh, take your God. Christmas cracker on a plane? Are they talking about your girlfriend or what? Oh, hello. Rook, <laughs> if you're flying this winter. So, if you're traveling by plane this festive season and planning to bring Christmas crackers with you, make sure you knew the rules before you set off. Although the crackers may seem innocuous, some airlines consider them to be dangerous or explosive. So if you bring them along, you could find yourself in trouble at the airport. The rules seem to vary depending on the airline. For example, EasyJet allows you to bring two sealed boxes in your hand luggage, while British Airways only allow this in your checked bag. As for Ryanair and Norwegian, bah humbug, they won't allow them at all. Those who do allow you to bring the crackers have strict rules, including factors such as needing the boxes to be made by a commercial manufacturer and being sealed before and throughout your journey. Be mindful of what's in your crackers as well. For example, if the gifts are scissors or a screwdriver mm. oh, set, yeah, course, yeah. you can get the details on the back of the box, which usually lists the presents to expect once you pull them apart. Your best bet is to check your airline's rules before you start packing so to make things a little bit easier, we've searched out some of the policies below. Can you take your Christmas crackers on a flight? Easy, Jet. You can bring up to two boxes max per person, provided these are packed in the manufacturer's original packing. They can be in your hand luggage or checked luggage. Find out more on the EasyJet website. British Airways. Yes, <laughs> only checked bags. You won't be allowed to have them in hand luggage. The airline's website states that crackers must be commercially manufactured, homemade crackers not permitted. I think that's what home commercially manufactured probably means, and must be for personal use. <laughs> right. Okay. I've never noticed for a moment because yeah, go ahead. He, he, here in the USA, most people won't know what you're talking about when you say a cracker. So could yeah, you? Just, I was, Micah, I was, I was just going to ask. <laughs> I, I didn't think you Americans would have any idea no, what. I, I know exactly what they are, but most people won't. So it's probably okay. they've never you, used. No, no, but, but Micah, we actually refer to crackers in a very different sense. In that um, the southern, you know, it's an expression in the south. And in the South, it said with pride of someone from Florida or Georgia, them referring to themselves as a cracker. However, it's also very negatively used by <laughs> certain races of white people. So they're right. referred to as, okay. you know, some poor whites are referred to as crackers. Okay. Uh, Pip, maybe you would like to describe to our, our, the American contingent what we mean in the form of a Christmas cracker. <laughs> oh, gosh, right to start. Well, I mean, cracker, the, <laughs> sorts of connotations. There's a thing you put cheese on, it's a, a nut ball. Right, okay. A, uh, Nev, perhaps I could trouble you to come up with... my Get off you lot. It's a cardboard cube. <laughs> With a small uh, um, device in it that goes bang when you pull it apart, and inside is a paper hat, a small gift, and a stupid joke. Like, why are we all on this show? 
It's basically. I don't a know. I don't, yeah. I don't know, Nick. Why are we all on this stupid show? <laughs> <laughs> because it's Christmas. Ah, you see, very good. Well done. Yes. Award-winning. Uh, and that's about as good as the jokes get, actually. To be fair. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. Do carry on, Nick. Carry they're on. Minor Nick. little explosive devices, correct? Essentially, yes. yes, yes. That's essentially, because they, they go crack. Yes, and that's the kind of the point of the whole story, I suppose. Is essentially you are taking uh, explosive devices onto an aircraft, which I guess no, could no more than you get in a single matchstick, though. True. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Each cracker but... has a small amount of C4 in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh. No, British Airways now. Ryanair won't allow these in either checked or cabin bag because they're miserable, and they <laughs> consider them to be dangerous goods. The airline also recommends you avoid wrapping presents as they may be unwrapped <sighs> through airport security. We'll find out more from the Bar Humbug website. Norwegian? <laughs> no, I thought the Norwegians were into Christmas. Obviously not. Um, a spokesperson for the airline told Mirror Online that Norwegians consider crackers to be dangerous goods as they contain combustibles. Uh, however, the delightful and wonderful Virgin Atlantic right. say one box may be included in check bags if the crackers are in their original sealed retail box. Find out more on the Virgin Atlantic website. So essentially what we've learned from this story then, Nick, is basically that whilst uh, Virgin Atlantic are okay and they will allow at least one, uh, the best one, if you've got lots of crackers you need to take with you, is the best per people to fly with is essentially EasyJet because they're allowing two boxes. <laughs> yeah, actually, but however, there is a caveat to that. Okay. You've got to make sure you can get them through aircraft security to get them to your aircraft. Ah. So, for example, Heathrow only allows one sealed box of crackers to be carried through security. Um, Birmingham, say, one sealed box of crackers. Gatwick says one sealed box of crackers. So, you might have the airline might say, yeah, but you might find you've got a problem with security. Of now, course. what about saltines, Ritz crackers, triscuits? Uh, <laughs> you have explosive in those as well. Wow. <laughs> well, well, they explode you... the next day, but only at your convenience. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's only uh, there for your personal use, Micah. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Also, it depends on where you're putting them. Manchester, Liverpool, and East Midlands won't let you bring these through security in hand luggage, but you may be allowed to have them in your check luggage, but that depends on the airline. Ah. Here we are. So essentially, if you are trying to take crackers through the airport and uh, with an airline, perhaps you should double check with your airline before you do so to make sure mm. uh, that you're not going to have them confiscated. Because, I mean, you can get I mean, some crackers and stuff. I remember having a, a fancy set of crackers here um, uh, oh, many and years you had ago. Plastic, and some, some of the gifts can be amazing. Yeah, and some of the gifts can be really, really bad. Yeah, indeed. A a anywhere with the size of uh, the new Ryanair size of luggages, even if they allow them, it's too small. Good the point. Too big to fit anyway. <laughs> you so can't you take them with you. Can't get them. They're very easily crushed I get, as well. Um, I get all my comedy material from all the uh, the jokes that are in the crackers. I know. You've got a whole year's worth of you know, <laughs> jokes to put on Facebook, haven't you, as a result? <laughs> I, I thought that's what you did for a living, Nev, is that you wrote those jokes. Oh, well, yeah, I sort of try and fit work in between that. Right, yes, I know. He's a very busy man, what can we say? Uh, <laughs> oh, blimey. So, moving on to the next story. And, Pip, this one is for you. Oh, and you could not is. have come to me at the worst point. My internet is Skyping like crazy. All right, let's give this a go. 
Um, which one am I doing? This one happens to <laughs> the be... The Yorkshire a, Evening Post. Yes, Yorkshire Evening Post. It's a nice story oh, about Jet 2. Yorkshire Evening Post. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is from... And I've totally prepared for this. I've read this in advance. I know exactly what this story is about. What's this story about? Christmas comes early for brave little boys as they search for Santa with Leeds Airline Jet 2. Two extraordinary brothers had the time of their lives when they took to the skies and got an early visit from Father Christmas. Harvey and George Hall, aged nine and six, both purely by chance, suffer from rare and complicated heart conditions which are life-limiting. Oh, well, thanks for the jolly story here, fellas. <laughs> but their families say the boys just get on with it and are looking forward to Christmas as much as any other child. They were given an early Christmas surprise when they were among 150 well-deserving children to be chosen to enjoy a magical Santa flight, complete with elves, celebrities, presents, and a special visit from the main man himself. Main man Micah, what were you doing there? <laughs> playing father christmas <laughs> well, i'm father christmas that main man oh god i didn't get that okay the company teamed up with the leeds children's charity and uh, Lytham St anne's charity days of sunshine to take the children from west yorkshire and the northwest on the magical search for santa flight from leeds bradford international airport harvey uh, has congenitally corrected transposition of the great arteries which affects less than 1% of children born with heart defects, as well as heart failure and needs a transplant. Oh, good Lord. Uh, George, who won a Yorkshire Child of Courage Award in October for bravery, has had several heart operations, but also suffers from lung disease, has a pacemaker, and at night sleeps on a ventilator. The boy's grandmother, Nicola uh, Garbutt, 48, from Skipton Tolby, Yorkshire Evening Post, we told them they were going, and they were really, really excited. When they were on the plane, they just said it was the best thing ever. Oh. The celebrities were amazing with how they were with the children. It was a fantastic day because they look well, uh, ride a bike, climb trees. It's easy to forget that they have a heart condition, so it's nice to spend time with other families in similar situations. Uh, Ashley Taylor Dawson and Anthony Quinlan Darren from Hollyoaks and Pete from Emmerdale, respectively, were on hand to start the Christmas sing-along. Once the aircraft was back on the ground, the children were treated to a special tea party back at Leeds Bradford Airport and were delighted to each receive a special present Santa had left for them. Oh. Uh, well, that's a nice story, isn't it? That's yeah. kind of a, yeah, uh, a bittersweet thing. But, um, yeah, I, I'm glad that aviation was uh, able to... Give them a, a little Christmas treat and a, a day to remember. Indeed, I think it's it's definitely one of those things that, that the kids miss now is that that ability to uh, to be on the flight deck. I do. Yeah, think that's really it's a shame you missed. can't do that anymore because yeah. that. I mean, I, I I got to do that once when I was very young, and mm. and it is. It, there, there's nothing like it, is there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, though, we we still have open flight deck doors because we don't actually have flight deck doors on my aeroplanes, and we have lots of kids. And I tell you what, hardly any of them come on board and are even remotely interested. They all got their headphones on and their iPads out or their iPhones mm -hmm. or whatever. They come up the stairs, turn right, and don't even give a glance into the flight. 
I don't. Yeah, I was going to. Uh, 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 Captain Nick has sort of touched on a point here. That, uh, I, I I choose this my words here really carefully. Is it perhaps that these particular children aren't what I call your ordinary, ordinary children, perhaps who are perhaps more privileged than other children? So perhaps I don't know. Mm. Am I am I speaking out of turn? Essentially, yeah, what probably Nick's... most of these kids that they're. they're, they're their weekly pocket money is probably more than I earn in a year. More, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, if I point. if I stepped on board your your Phenom three hundred, apart from having to duck, obviously when I go on board, I'd, I I would I would come and uh, I would come and see you on the flight deck, Pip. And bug, oh, you'd and be bug welcome, uh, Carlos. You'd have to put up with my uh, questions. Have you ever been in a Turkish prison? Have you ever seen <laughs> a broom man naked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the flight deck would be the first stop, and and then then the coffee maker. If it's no, of course, time. absolutely. And the champagne bar. And the flight attendants. Indeed. Anyway. Well. <laughs> well, you don't have those, Pip, do you? So, uh... Well, I don't have them. No. <laughs> okay, next. Next. <laughs> okay. So next story, Brian, Mr. Coleman, the next story's for you. Yeah, I'm not sure if I should be insulted by this or not. First of all, you never sent Probably. me the URL, so I had to re rely on our main man, Micah, to do this. And then... This story has all about, what, 25 words in it. So I'm not sure if you're concerned over my ability to read or um, what. So sheesh. And then, although I do learn something new, there is a website called heavy.com. Never right. heard of heavy.com okay. before, but this story is brought to you by heavy.com. And it goes on. The 45 best aviation gifts for Christmas 2018. So I wonder which one I'm going to get from you guys. So whether a commercial pilot, active or retired military, or just a plane enthusiast, are we all, are there excitable enthusiasts? Um, anyway, uh, aviation captures the imagination in ways few other things do. Hmm. If you're shopping for someone who loves all forms of flying machinery, here is, here are, no wonder you had, you gave me the small article. Um, here are our picks for the best aviation gifts. And this is a real interesting list because it goes from $6 to $5,675. And there's a little slider where you can choose your price point and get the perfect gift for that aviation enthusiast. We're going to find out what they are then. <laughs> the most, the most yeah. expensive being I can see a Trader Slider, the Breitling, of course, is a Swiss watch. And every time yes. world GMT watch it looks awesome, actually. Yeah, you could also get a nice bomber jacket for eight hundred and ninety-nine dollars. <laughs> you could get the uh, um, winter Sit hat aviation. with goggles. Winter. Yeah, that's good. We should all have one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of my favorite aviation gifts I got it last year, in fact, from some close friends that knew I'm an aviation enthusiast, a similar one they have up there. It's an altimeter. That's oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, cool. yeah. I just love it. Good. How high are you? I'm at uh, 1,500. That's <laughs> very good. Very good. good. <laughs> and after three here. Yeah. So I, I, I like, I the, like uh, the wine glasses. glasses. I mean, seven, eight, seven you can buy so you can set light to it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I quite like the flying hat, the uh, aviator winter hat. I, I like that. And the jacket, I definitely have the jacket, the uh, Danny and Dora Sherling, <laughs> or Sherling leather aviation jacket. I, I might have to add that to uh, Gemma's list for this year, although she'd probably tell me to 
Um, Carlos, if we take that cub up with the uh, windows open, we're going to need both of those things. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> very true, Armando. Yeah, very, very true indeed. organized, Jim is. You probably already got your gifts. Yeah, yeah I don't true. think it's the jacket, though, Micah. No. Is it not? No, unfortunately. Well, and Sir Nev could get his uh, London Heathrow throw pillow at twenty-four dollars and ninety cents. That that would be. Kind now of you're boy. talking, Brian. This is my kind of language. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a, there's I want to know cool. who's going to buy a hustler, a big a, 50, a hustler at one hundred and sixty-nine dollars ninety-five. Um, I'll, I'll get you one I, for I Christmas. Was a, I thought that was a special uh, gen, gentleman's magazine. Oh, and you, you, <laughs> you see the the forty-two dollar Fisher space pen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been carrying one of these for years, although I didn't pay forty-two dollars for no, it. No, I should have not. Filled with nitrogen. I think one of the one of the best gifts for you, Nick, is definitely the uh, the Boeing lap belt seat belt uh, key ring holder. Uh, very good. Boeing lap belt key. I can't even see it. <laughs> he's not. He's not even looking. He's not giving. He's not giving it a go. Nev, Nev, if you if you like these kind of like stuff with uh, airport codes, you should check the website called airporttag.com. They have all the series of everything from iPhone cases to pillowcases to whatever you want with any airport code. It's pretty cool actually. And oh, as a Swiss, that, yeah. as, as a Swiss, because I need to talk about the Breitling, because of course it was one of the reasons mm. since defending my country. Uh, have you guys ever seen the Breitling limited edition by Swiss? They did when they introduced the triple seven three hundred ER. They actually um, partnered with Breitling, and they did this awesome limited edition. So only I think seven hundred seventy-seven, obviously, models of a Breitling, which is fully black. It has the uh, Triple seven as well, uh, I think, embossed behind it, and it cost obviously seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven euros. <laughs> I'm okay, and you could and you could buy it in the triple seven only when you're flying with with Swiss. I don't I don't know if they run out. I didn't buy it because. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every time is, I look at Breitling, what is the the, 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 the decimal points always in the wrong place? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bank balance, I have to say. So, yeah, yeah. Quite right. Oh, dear. So, so, one, one of the other things that I wanted to mention, though, there's another really great website for people that want to give a great Christmas gift. And the Commemorative Air Force does this every year, and they refer to it as the 12 Planes of Christmas. And you can make a donation that supports the restoration of. 12 different aircraft. Oh, wow. And I just think that that's a fantastic organization and the money goes to a really good cause and they do different planes every year and I can uh, get Carlos the URL to, to put in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, email it across. A great, um, a great project. That is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, that, 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 is a, that is a good a good idea. A little bit of aviation restoration is, uh, you've got a bit of spare money. If, it, well, if there is anybody left oh, in yeah. the UK with some money left over now, we're post-Christmas. Uh, it's just mm. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, do you want to take, um, do you want to take the Air New Zealand story? Uh, there are so many jokes there oh. still. Like Which the one? paperclip ones that are easily <laughs> <No>. bent. <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> so you could hold it together, right? Uh, I doubt it. Uh, Pip, are you going to buy those Aviator Kids airplane wings? You get twenty in a pack. That would just about manage your clan, wouldn't it? Pip, nah, he, he, uh, he, <laughs> he stepped out for a moment. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's there, but in mute. Yeah, he, oh, he's, I mute no, myself. Oh, I'm I'm what an ass! <laughs> 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 and there we are talking about what you went to go off to do a moment ago. There was uh, <laughs> okay. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Paul, do you want, did you want to grab the uh, the Air New Zealand story? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's a Christmas gift. I mean, I I'm someone who's not a big fan of having Wi-Fi in flights, so I'll, I'll state that at the beginning. So Air New Zealand, whom we mentioned for their awesome Christmas ad earlier, decided to offer to give away free in-flight Wi-Fi to all passengers on all Wi-Fi equipped international flights. I don't know how many aircrafts that is. Actually, if it was BA, it would be one. Uh, <laughs> between December. <laughs> Sorry, before December 1st to the 28th of February, they have a very extended the Christmas uh, period in, in, in New Zealand. Nev, Nev really... you've got a funny colour. Are you, are you all right there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, I can't find the words. No, I'm okay. all right. yeah. Carry on, Paul, yeah. sorry. <laughs> oh, by the way, the article criticises Lufthansa as well. Don't worry, Nev. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> The story is that giving it away for free, I'm actually kind of baffled by the pricing. Pricing is normally $9 per hour, $30 for a short-haul flight to Australia or the Pacific Islands, and $40 for a long-haul flight. And they're giving that away. Some people, actually the, the author, I need to scroll to find his name, Steve Biddle, says that uh, maybe it is because actually the Wi-Fi actually never worked since the beginning. That like a lot of teething problem when they introduced it to the 777. They say that Lufthansa also had it. And trust me, I've flown exactly 10 Lufthansa flights in the past 10 days, and neither of these flights had the Wi-Fi that works. So maybe is it a fake Christmas gift? But anyway, it's a cool idea to give that uh, to all the passengers. Uh, the author adds, if indeed passengers were disappointed or frustrated when trying out Air New Zealand's in-flight Wi-Fi, it does it, it does make me wonder if they would be then willing to pay for the service in the future so yeah if it's free and then it doesn't work we'll actually sign up we actually after the first of march um and then he goes like talking about all the issues that the triple seven three hundred er's wi-fi with air new zealand has and uh well there you go do you do would you would you like to have a free wi-fi on ba nev uh, it would be something on their single plane they, they have that no i'm, I'm sorry I, i'm, I'm stopping it <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably burn through all the bandwidth in in no time at all. I expect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's I don't I don't know how, how do we how do we feel? I mean, I, I have to say uh, when when we came out to uh, Pittsburgh because uh, I was flying on my own, I must admit I did rather enjoy having in-flight Wi-Fi um, with United. Uh, it was so. There's something you liked on the seven fifty seven. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was the only thing. I liked. Uh, but uh, it, I must I have to confess it really was rather cool to be able to sit there and send WhatsApps to people. I know you wouldn't have been able to stream any video or anything like that but the ability especially when you're traveling on your own uh, the ability to be able to sort of communicate with um with uh, everybody on the ground who was especially in my case where it was the first time i'd done a big flight and I, I, I believe the american airlines are doing that very well because they're giving you like this uh, very clear uh, set of uh, different pricing they say if you just want to do messaging actually even airlines offer that for free mm. they're like tiered like streaming, I don't think it actually is available, but you no. can actually, depending on what kind of stuff you can do, because in Europe and sometimes some of the Middle Eastern carriers in Asia, it basically tells you, oh, you got to pay for 200 megabytes. You're like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Do, do, do I have five minutes? Do I have like an entire flight? It doesn't mean yeah. anything. I, I love how the US is, are, are doing. I, I forgot to say that the article mentions that um, it's due apparently to the Inmarsat GX satellite. So this is clearly a, a, a pure satellite system that doesn't rely on on the ground okay. uh, relays. Yeah, that's quite. Yeah, cool. I'd like to point out the reason BAs doesn't work very well is they still use an actual wire, and eventually. It <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the once they've uncoiled all five nautical miles worth of it, they're, they're limited to 31,000 feet. Do you know how, how many wires it actually takes for BA to use when they're flying from London to JFK? That's a good point. Yes, and that, they don't call it's it fly only by one wire if it's long enough. <laughs> Actually, I, I was just just checking out BA's website, and um, obviously that the fleet of aircraft they have, they've got twelve A three eighties BA. And how many guys out of the twelve A three eighties have BA got Wi Fi on? Uh, presumably the one that um, that uh, Paul, no Paul better was better. Oh, is zero. Three. Three. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Three. So it wasn't the case before. Oh, out of 12. So congrats to BA. Hats off. <laughs> yeah, they've got three that, that have got Wi Fi. They, do slightly, be- they do slightly better on their 747-400s, where uh, out of the yeah. 17 they have still, 15 Six. have Wi Fi. Oh. Do they? <laughs> yeah. Well, how okay. is that possible that an old dinosaur like the 747 has Wi Fi and the A380 doesn't? Uh, I think it's just, uh, just, on just, re- uh, they just, just stuck just it on the wrong airplane. <laughs> Yeah, the engineers. They, they got stuck it on the bottom rather than the top. The aerial, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I think I think obviously that BA announced that you know when they announced that they want to do, to to prolong the way the the life of the seven four sevens, they are refurbishing them faster. Obviously, but the three eighties are already kind of newer. Oh, so I they, see. Right. Probably yeah. that's why. So right. essentially, so everyone was refurbished most recently. Yeah. So the seven fours have been refurbished uh, most recently. They'll, they'll probably be retiring. Just as they're taking them out of service. That's yeah, of a course. Good idea. Yeah. No, I was going to say they'll, they'll probably be retiring the three eighty soon anyway. I mean, isn't is, no. isn't 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 Virgin kind of taking on again one of these old three forties? You know, the, one of the worst the worst looking planes. Too late. We've taken on several. <laughs> Keep up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was ages ago. You run a podcast? I don't know. Um, yeah, because the appalling uh, serviceability rate of the Boeing Binliner. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the Trent, Rolls Royce. Ah, the engines. Yeah. Ah, Boeing, yes. American. <laughs> okay. I don't know. On this story, I'm on the other side of the. Uh, the I'm. Like I'm, I li- I- I'm Swiss. I'm neutral. I don't talk about you know. Oh, I, I live my life with two uh, two mobile phones, and I'm connected all the time. I think if I'm going to zoom through the air at thirty thousand feet in a pressurized tube, I I don't mind being disconnected for a couple hours. Yeah. I agree. Here, here, I completely agree with you. So looking forward to that time in the air where you don't have to deal with any of that stuff. And oh, I just, if it I does agree. work, which very rarely happens on a U.S. carrier. I still say, sorry, I couldn't get in touch. It wasn't working, and everything's fine. Yeah, I just like to tweet to the airline going, how come I haven't had my, my dessert yet? Right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought you'd get your desserts first, uh, Nick, in your particular uh, position on the uh, aircraft. Uh, no, sadly, we get leftovers. Oh. oh. No, but actually, I find it handy, especially with U.S. airlines with the terrible service and always being late and delays and then when you find out you're going to be delayed you can be online already booking your next flight while you're in the air and yeah, taking care true. of it and that's what you need it for because it's oh, the only way you that. get service. yeah that's useful yeah and, and there's another use for wi-fi the only one i actually use because i hate wi-fi in the air is listening to live atc the app yeah coming in. awesome yeah yeah, no, that yes, that's, that's a very plain cool. geeky thing yeah. to do. To be fair, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the way you can tell if the captain's telling the truth on his PA when he tells you why. <laughs> why you already know he's had a double hydraulics failure, and he just. Uh, <laughs> 
the uh, the weather's a bit bad, and uh, and we thought we'd be nicer to go to this place. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the reason why United turned off Channel Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that all the time. Yeah, let's just get rid of it. Do away with it. Start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely, oh, brilliant. <clears throat> anyway, so the well, last uh, <laughs> the last story uh, we've got in the, uh, the the new segment for this uh, festive show. It's uh, it's uh, one that Pip actually pinged over us to us earlier this week, and it's um, the uh, sixteen movies pilots and aviation enthusiasts love. Okay. So let's see just how many of these films are, are we going to do it as a as a sort of a countdowny type thing? Are we going to do the full? I don't know. Uh, I mean, should we start from the top and, and move on? Work our way down. I'll, I'll I'll play the stinger. Here we go. He says it's a bit quiet. A bit quiet. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit quiet. <laughs> okay, so for the sorry. heart of hearing passengers. <laughs> there we go. So <laughs> in at the top, or in at uh, the in the first place, uh, the film. This was from 1983. Uh, this one is called The Right Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh. oh. The right stuff. <laughs> sorry, very bad joke. Oh, new kids on the block. Bring it very on, good, man. Very yeah, good, Paul, yeah, very good, Paul. Very good. So, yeah. uh, Nev, what's uh, what's the second one down there? Yeah, second one is uh, Wings from 1927, oh. which was a silent film set during World War One, and Wings became the standard to which future aviation movies would be held for its innovative aerial shooting and realistic depiction of flights and dogfights. So, Armando, what's uh, the next film on the list? Oh, how ironic that I'm getting this one. <laughs> Matt should have gotten it. It's Top Gun from yeah. 1960. Or as I keep calling it, Top Gear. But anyway, there we are. <laughs> and if you haven't seen this film in 3D yet... Oh, yeah, it is amazing. You need do to if, if you haven't done. Anyway, on to the next. Carlos, who's next? Uh, Micah, you're next. From 1954, featuring John Wayne, the high and the mighty, disaster strikes in a DC-4 airliner making a routine trans-Pacific flight, and a washed-up co-pilot played by John Wayne is forced to take a command and save the lives of the crew and passengers in this drama-filled thriller. I love that film. I've seen it so many times. I can whistle the tune. <laughs> Captain Nick. What's the next one? This is, of course, the 1955 movie, The Dam Busters, based on the true account story of the British scientist, the marvellous Mr. Wallace, came up with an ingenious design to bomb German dams during World War II, and the bomber crews are signed to carry out a risky attack. My favourite ever movie. And wow. Pilot Pip, what is the next one on the list? The next one is a film I've honestly never heard of. Uh, it's from 2005, and it's called One Six Right. And the little brief synopsis here says... Uh, One Six Right is a documentary about local airports told through the history of Southern California's Van News Airport. Van Nuys. Uh, all right. Sounds fascinating. Pip, you've got to see it. It's actually a fabulous film. It's really great. It's, it, it's brilliant. It's a documentary, but it will bring a tear to your eye at the same time. Oh, and on the oh, Airplane Geek podcast, the uh, director, producer, director, one of those titles of the movie, he was on the on the show, Brian Terwilliger. Wow. Is that a real name? Yeah. Yeah, his last name is Terwilliger. 
Nice. And, and, and the only reason why I remember it is because it's such an unusual name. There's so <laughs> few guests. And I've booked many guests on the show. There are so few that I actually remember their names, but for whatever reason, I remember his. He was a great guest. Was he the guy? He was also a producer on um, one of the Star Trek movies, and he flew Spitfires to Israel. No, no, that was uh, someone else. I can't remember his name. I was in touch with him. Um, he did. The, he wrote a book, and there was a film about him as well. Um, he was a great guest. That one yeah. really stands out in my memory. He was super. He also wrote a science fiction yeah. uh, novel back in the uh, in the fifties that I happen to have, and he he let me mail it to him and autographed it for me. Oh wow! Climaticon. Yeah. That was the name of it. So Brian, the next film on the list. Well, had you sent me the list ahead of time, I would have been able to pull it up. So I don't have access to it. <laughs> uh, it's my Memphis Belle, Brian, 1990. So what is the next film, Brian? It's a Memphis Belle. <laughs> oh, 1990. 1990, yeah. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I'll read the synopsis, shall I? It sort of basically says casualties <laughs> are high at the height of bombing missions in World War II, and the American crew of the B-17 bomber Memphis Belle has one mission left on its tour of duty. The plot of the film follows the U.S. Army Air Corps bombing crew during its harrowing and historic final bombing raid over the heavily fortified city of Bremen, in Germany. Awesome film. I love that film. Yeah, really, I, really I must good. admit, I've not seen it either. Um, but I've, I've seen You've that. not seen The Memphis what? Bell? <laughs> okay, Matt look, come on, look, I, I've watched whoa, 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 Top, whoa, whoa, top Gun for the <laughs> Are you Matt's not seen Memphis Bell? No, I, ha- I genuinely haven't seen Memphis Bell. I know I of it. I know of the. I, I, I would say anybody who hasn't seen Memphis Bell, skip it and go to the last film on this list, which is, de- depicts that kind of flying in a much better way so the next one on the list uh paul this one is pretty iconic come on yeah look if i had to make a top 16 list i would list 16 times that one airplane from <laughs> <laughs> airplane yeah. I, I had to fish and it was a bad week for me to quit podcasting actually yeah, so, <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic fantastic movie i think annoyed by heart it's probably the movie i've seen the most in my life and then the second one would be airplane 2 the one that just follows so yeah awesome movie it just and I know it kind of spoofs all these disaster movies that came just prior in the 70s, which are also very, very cool. Though the one with Alain Delon in the Concorde is completely batshit stupid, but anyway. Surely you one... can't be serious, Paul. What? <laughs> Surely you can't sure. be serious. <laughs> um, I've never seen that either. You... Oh, seriously? Uh, no, genuinely, oh, I've never word. seen it. Again, I've heard oh, about it, but I've never seen He's seen, seen all the, the bus and coach movies, like, uh, you know, <laughs> on the, hey, on the buses, hey, come on. summer holiday or whatever. But... Oh, I'm a massive <laughs> yeah, Is that what he just yeah. said? He's not seen Airplane? Yeah. No, yeah, I no, I've never yeah, seen it. Carlos, Carlos, bring back Simon with you. I think, I think we better. Oh, right, we'll move on to the next one on the list. This one is from 2014, (laughs) Flying the Feathered Edge, a Bob Hoover project. World War II veteran and renowned test pilot Bob Hoover is considered among most to have revolutionized modern aerobatic flying. Flying the Feathered Edge, the Bob Hoover project, is a documentary that tells the story of the gregarious aviation legend from his first flying lessons before the war to combat to his careers as a test pilot and air show performer. And I've got to admit, I, like I haven't seen that one. When you called him a, a pest Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save it one for you, Nick, that one. Uh, the next one on the list, um, Nev. What's the next one on the list? 
Yes, Air Force One from 1997. Uh, in this action-packed thriller, Air Force One is hijacked by a group of terrorists, leaving it up to the President of the United States alone to save his family and culminating with an iconic mid-air plane-to-plane rescue scene, which I thought was a bit far-fetched, I have to say, when I saw it. But uh, nonetheless, it's, uh, it's good, good viewing. <laughs> Just a smidgen, Nick was saying there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I have seen that one, believe it or oh, not. Oh, well done. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, thanks. thanks. God, okay. God bless you. So, Armando, next one. Uh, this is another movie that I love. Back when uh, no special effects, just a lot of flying. It's uh, 1970, Tora, Tora, Tora. Okay. Very good. This is being record, recording the show on December 5th, so it's really important that if those of you who haven't seen this, go back and watch it because this, uh, this two days from the day we're recording this, December 7th, is uh, the, what would that be, 60, 70 years? I, I, oh, wow. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it says recounting the events of December the 7th, Pearl 1941, yeah. and the days leading up to the aerial attack on Pearl Harbor. Tora, yeah. Tora, Tora tells the story of both the Japanese and American sides in no, historical detail. It's an awesome film. Yeah. Very, very good film. Yeah. 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 I, ha- I must admit, I haven't seen that one. It sounds like I'm going to be watching a lot of films over Christmas, never mind eating food. So who's up next? <laughs> By the way, before we go on to the next one, Pip, that film you were talking about was called Above and Beyond, and the author and the star in it and the guest on the show was Harold Ah, there you go. What a memory. Yeah. He Googled it. Come on. (laughs) I went to the Airplane Geek site and looked it up. Ah. That was a great episode. I do remember that one. Mm. Right, so who's up next? Uh, uh, Micah. Apollo 13 from 1995. And I'm not even going to tell you what it's about because everybody knows, and it was very, very well done. Yeah, I've seen that one. (laughs) Hey! Hey! Uh, who we got next? Who we got next? Uh, Captain Nick. What's the next one? Now, I used to like this movie a lot. Spirit of St. Louis, 1957. This film named after the plane used in the first successful transatlantic flight. You see, that that's exactly the reason I hate it now, is because it wasn't the first successful transatlantic flight. It was the first solo crossing of the Atlantic, and it merely uh, was a, a race to win a prize flying from New York to Paris. The first successful crossing of the Atlantic was by Alcock and Brown, a British pair, flying an old World War I bomber. So, there you go. Spit of St. Louis, not the first uh, successful transatlantic flight, but it is a biography of an aviation hero, Charles Lindbergh, who uh, later in life became quite controversial when he um, supported the wrong side of the Second World War. Oh, right. Okay. So, Pilot Pip, next one. Yes, sir. Uh, this one, I'm not so familiar with this one. This is my favorite film. 12 o'clock oh, high. It was, it was required watching for Officer Cadets. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't me. Michael, why didn't you talk about this one? 12 o'clock high. 1949, Gregory Peck playing General Frank Savage. It's oh. an incredible film. I've seen it, it probably as many times or more than, than, than Captain Nick has seen it. And as Captain Nick says that the Dam Busters is his favorite, this is one of my favorite flying films of all time. I just love it. And if you haven't seen it, take the time to watch it. It uses actual combat footage of, of B-17s in the air during World War II. It's an unbelievable film. So yeah, I'm with Mike on this one. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm with Mike on this one. It's it, Memphis Bell is good, 12 o'clock high. We still show it to some of our uh, Air Force officers. 
Oh, really? Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah it's Absolutely. a marvelous example of leadership uh, and the pitfalls uh, you can you know, get into when you're uh, trying to look after a group of men, many of whom are being killed. So the next... On the Airplane oh. Geeks podcast, Micah read a story over how I got involved in aviation. It, of course, was because of my dad, who was in the Air Force, and we would watch World War II movies. And this, I clearly remember being one of them, and Micah so brilliantly described how I would be sitting on the on, on the couch and I'd put my feet in my father's wingtip shoes to pretend that they were the um, the rudders and he was teaching me to fly the aircraft in the movie scenes and this absolutely brings back so many great memories of that special moment with my dad and Micah again thank you so much for reading that story for me thank oh, you brilliant. for asking me too so Brian the uh, next one on the list which you... uh, since Mike has sent me the URL, I'm now caught up. So it's the Aviator. <laughs> yeah. So from 2004. So in the 30s and 40s, the eccentric billionaire Howard Hughes uh, helped to push the boundaries of aviation, forming the Hughes Aircraft Company. So what All a... I can remember about that movie were bottles and bottles of urine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yummy. He I thought strange. the uh, Aviator. I thought the aviator was a hotel on, on the perimeter of Farnborough Airport. Yeah, and the bottles of urine is because I don't know. Whenever I see a Leonardo DiCaprio film, I just get in a pissy mood. Oh yeah! <laughs> 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 oh, come on, guys! Oh, it's so easy. Oh my God! Yeah. Have you guys seen the Spruce Goose? It used to be. Uh, I remember twenty years ago, I saw it next to Queen Elizabeth on. Uh, was it Queen Long Mary? I couldn't make, yeah, Long Beach, yeah. you know, in, in Long Beach, yeah. yeah, it was this kind of dome thing. I don't know if it's still there, but it was awesome as a kid. I still remember it was awesome. It's up in Portland now, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. So the Queen wow. Mary is still there yeah. and they have a really great rate if you want to stay there um, over Christmas as a, a hotel <laughs> oh, guest. Um, <laughs> Excellent. But no, the remember, Spruce Goose has moved. Remember, we said <laughs> earlier that the, the best thing to do over the 25th is actually to fly because it's the best rates, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, Paul, what's the uh, last film on our list? Uh, House Angels, 1930. I uh, hope you've seen that. Um, no. I mean, honestly, it's one of, for me, it's one of the best movies as well. I'm, I'm probably not the best on that list, but um, I think it's a story of two brothers who are uh, joining the British Royal Flying Corps at the start of World War I, for once, and not the World War II movie. I also used to watch World War II movies with my dad. Never became anything with aviation, though, with, with it. And uh, they, I think they volunteer to a very risky mission, and it's like... I, I believe one of the best things is, is the, 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 the complex battles that you see on the air. It's really, I, it's dated a bit, but it's one of the best movies in this list. Do you agree, guys? Well, what, and what's interesting Yeah, I think so. It, and uh, the, um, I was going to say, the uh, because with uh, Howard Hughes directing it, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. he was very meticulous about it all. And uh, it says here that the film cost $4 million uh, to shoot, which is roughly $57 million in today's money and took two and a half years to shoot so uh, can you imagine the amount of film he must have gone through real world war one aces were actually flying uh, the aircraft oh, and wow. what's interesting about it is the film the aviator the primary topic of that film is about may howard hughes making hell's angels so that really is a kind of a fascinating combination to have them together and the uh, the film scenes the flying scenes that they use in hell's angels were used in many many other films afterwards as stock footage because the flying film sequences were so good 
Yeah. Captain Nick, are you upset that that the Battle of Britain wasn't on the list? Uh, not so much, but Blue Max deserves to be. But the Battle of Britain, I think, was uh, was a classic movie, uh, definitely. Uh, and the Blue Max is another one if you uh, yep. haven't seen one or seen one. They were both good. Can yeah. I can I interrupt for a second? Yes, do do. Um, I I brought something with me. I've been trying to keep it locked up in my suitcase ever since, but they've been struggling to get out. Um, my two uh, my two little pets I brought with me. Oh no! Uh, my pet dog Al. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, and my stalker, Steph. Are you guys there? Good evening. Yes, yeah, sorry I've come. Hey! Right. hey! Yeah, I made it too, if you guys can hear me. Yeah, we can. Uh, uh, you. Hey! Hey! Hi, guys. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Hey. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> so have I missed anything? Uh, you missed your hairdresser, uh, Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al, we're just about to start military news, so yeah, you're yeah, just going to. Yeah, well, yeah, well, just before that, I thought that there was two very notable omissions from the list. Okay. Uh, one of them is uh, Reach for the Sky. Oh, good the, one. What, S Club good. 7? Yeah. And that the other one. It's always legless. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the other one is a film that you may or may not have seen called Cone of Silence. No, I've not heard of that one. But then, you know, you're talking to a guy who hadn't seen I've Top heard of the Gun book. until this year. Yeah, well, it's it's the it's the film of the book, and it's a very good film, actually. Ah, no, I I, I've got two it. words for you. Pushing Tin. Oh, yeah, that's oh, not that that's a good one. Uh, wow, wow, one of the worst aviation movies ever made. Just yeah, to... that would be in my other list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alongside... Uh, Carry on up the airport with Sid James and Hattie Jakes. But, uh, <laughs> 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 or Steph, carry on up the tower. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Al's in, everyone. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Steph, have you got any Nurse aviation movies you want to mention? Well, I have no idea which ones you guys already mentioned because I kind of came in late for that. So. Largely American ones. What's, what's that? Largely American ones. Oh, American ones? Um, nah, we'll, we'll just move on to the next topic. How about that? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'll Beth add one more. Time to watch movies. Uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus, uh, Dreyfus in 1989, the movie Always, about the uh, uh, the fire attack bombers. Oh, I remember that. Movie. Yes. Yeah, great was... flying movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. It's very good. Doesn't he ever break up with his girlfriend or something? Uh, yeah, no, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, sort of. Can I, can I offer two more? Yeah, um, one of them is very topical because it's one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies, as well as being an aviation movie. That's Die Hard Two. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yes. 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 yes, I'm glad that one got mentioned. Yeah. Yes. Also, um, also Air America, I thought was a pretty decent. Oh movie. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was really... yeah, it was okay. So yeah, I, I regularly get a, a Buddhist to bless my airplane. <laughs> right, of course, yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, Nev, have you seen any of these films? <laughs> Uh, well, no, only a handful of them actually. But uh, it's Christmas is always a good time, isn't it, to go and uh, revisit some of these on. Yeah. Uh, you know, get the get the VHS recorder back out again. Yeah, indeed. Apparently, I need to go and watch got. Airplane uh, by, by the sound of uh, oh, Yes, you certainly do. Yeah, yeah, that's my Christmas viewing. I think there's, that there's another one. Can you imagine that when, when they were shooting uh, when they were shooting Airplane? What it must have been like on the set and all the rest of it. It must have been an absolute, absolute scream, yeah, and it I must bet. have taken them ages to shoot it because yeah. it's just well, great stuff. I will say. And Micah might have already mentioned this, but did you, did you bring up Zero Hour, Micah? 
haven't talked about Zero Hour, but oh, not yet. So watch watch Zero Hour because that's the movie that um, Airplane is largely based on. Yeah. And it's not done as a comedy, but it if you know Airplane, you will laugh through the whole thing, and it will be very familiar. And it's uh, great. Okay. Yeah, because they copied it literally Almost in places verbatim. word for word. I yeah. mean, Airplane it's was the, the dialogue is exactly the same. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I must admit, yeah. I, I I am very concerned about Pip at the moment because this is the second time that he's yes. had to leave to go to the toilet during this recording. Well, he's, I, he's got to that funny age, isn't he? You know. Yes. Well, can I present no, 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 no. Exhibit A? Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Uh, oh, well, if you see, that's you... come from where I think it's come from, Pip, it probably yes. is an exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> what what, guys what do you think about i mean uh, besides united 93 which of course is very somber what do you think about uh sully it was a very good film yeah Yeah, it was okay i mean uh it portrayed the incident uh well enough i thought it didn't actually i didn't find it very gripping because we all knew the story (laughs) <laughs> well it's like yeah. titanic you knew how it was going to end oh apollo 13 the same <laughs> come on <laughs> uh, yeah but i didn't know enough about apollo 13 to really yeah, of course you know, that that was brilliant all the behind scenes of how the engineers uh you know sorted out how they were going to get it back but uh the sully movie yeah i kind of knew the story backwards already <laughs> so and the dog sully i believe has been getting more airtime recently than uh president bush so yeah are you all familiar oh, yeah. with, with the dog Sully? Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. service. Uh, yes, yeah. quite a cute little chap. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely yeah. that. And nice. I will say that one other film, as long as we're talking about Apollo 13 and current films, there is uh, one film, uh, a new one about, uh, reasonably new, about um, uh, called First Man. Um, and if you get a chance to see that over Christmas, don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, okay. Mike, I was thinking about this the other day and I remembered that you really didn't like it, but uh I thought I, I don't know what your problem with it is. I thought it was quite good. Well, well Matt like uh, Matt Bunting Frame and I did a review that I think Nev has and will probably yeah. be played sometime in the future. Yeah. So yeah, you'll hear the yeah. complete the oh, reviews. Okay. Do you have it, Nev? Yeah, no, we've yeah, got it. it. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, it is here. Yeah, but we're, we're playing it out in a in a in a pre in future a, future. Yeah, in fact, actually, yeah. it's it's they, the it's one of the. It's, they're going to pass it through their lawyers first. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's going out in in the one that <laughs> that precedes this particular episode. So yeah, uh, yeah it's. Uh, so that is uh, we're going to bring the commercial news segment to a close. Uh, but we have got uh, coming up something very special for you next. Uh, we've got uh, a little segment that's coming up from Micah. But first, we have a little sort of snippet of some uh, comedy content to play out <laughs> which is um yeah this uh, is interesting well and this this was actually sent uh in by uh, some guy named uh, nev but don't worry because he oh, has done a little blind. introduction for it hi everyone it's nev here in the nev tech studio this is where it all happens on a friday night at seven o'clock and it's my great pleasure to uh, give you a little bit of an insight as to how it all goes together. Well, of course, when I first met Matt and Carlos about just over two years ago now, I was very impressed with their professionalism. They seemed to get on very well. They they never had a a cross word at each other and they must rehearse for hours and hours before they go on air. But as I've been broadcasting with them on the show, things don't quite go quite according to plan, as you'll see. God, he's read the show notes just like I have. Have you read the show notes? No, of course I have. I don't have that because there are some things in there you need to read. Yes, I don't think there was some stuff about, like, play this, do that. 
maybe the sound does that. Barclays, give me money, <laughs> money, money. I, I can't, dude. I can't do stuff like that on the fly. Did I mention I'm crap at aviation? Because he's on a fibre connection where he is. Oh, you disappeared then. Hello. Nev has read his show notes. Even right. Sue has read the show notes for this week's show. I'm pretty sure she hasn't. I'm very good. <laughs> for one moment, not so long back, I yeah, yeah, said yeah. something on the show and I was like, God, you exactly. know stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that was my one bucket of information. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Mind you, we stopped using that microphone because it was the stories and I've, I've taken the time to label said pictures with the words story 11 pick, story 11 pick 2, story 9 pick, that in the email I sent to you. Mm. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, what, it's what I had the other week. Oh, you mean there wasn't really anything wrong, you were just doing it for sympathy. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, did you get the email right, Owen? You're right, it's quarter two. Do you want me to press the, the go button? Yeah, you can press the go live button. Okay. Well, I'm just constantly professional. I don't know what the problem is there. <laughs> you're like a, you're like a cu couple of children, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Old married couple, I think. More uh, like, well, we are. well, yeah. I would say thanks for that, Nev, but uh, I don't mean it. Uh, so <laughs> You wouldn't believe we've known each other so long. Oh, I don't know. I know. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, guys and girls. Just a little insight into what goes on before we go live. Yeah. And Matt presses the live button. Yeah, I have and to say it's a lot easier now. Mm, yeah, it's very much easier. Yes, so uh, more of those to come uh, later on in the yeah. show. But, uh, so we're going to hand things over to uh, to Nev to introduce uh, the next segment on the show. Oh, I'm very glad you uh, told me about that because it's um, a good, just... good... <laughs> it's all right. I'm not sure what he's referring to either, Never is any, so it's going to come as a huge surprise to me as well. It's in the show notes. Is it? <laughs> okay, thanks, Al. Yeah. <laughs> is it in the show notes? Is it actually in the show notes? Okay, so up no. next then, it's a, <laughs> up next is a very special Jingle Bells segment, which has always been sent in, as always, by our ah, main man, right, Micah. Okay. And it's a little Christmas story, especially for us here at P2K and for, for everyone listening around the world. Moogoo Guy Christmas in three, two. So it's Saturday, 24 November. I get the email from Carlos. We're going to do another Christmas show. Not going to be live this year, so we're going to record it early, 5 December. And you're invited. Okay, great. So I have to rearrange my schedule a bit, change an appointment or two, and I can make it. Not a problem. Frankly, I'm thrilled. I make the changes and let Carlos know that I'm in. And then it hits me. Oh my gosh, Carlos didn't say anything, but he's going to expect another Christmas story. For heaven's sake, what am I going to write about? Gee, Carlos, thanks for the invite. I mean, I like to write and sometimes think I'm not bad at it. But I've always said I write from inspiration, not perspiration. It takes me weeks, sometimes months, for a story to form. Form may not be the right word. Maybe congeal would better define my process. I've only got ten days. Ten days, not just to come up with the idea, but to write it, edit it and then recorded, and I have no ideas. So I'm thinking about it and try to come up with something. Everyone's heard about my filet of fish sandwich story, twice in fact. Okay, I've told them about the Beth phone call. What the heck can I write about? I'm pondering this hard. 
I think about it as I'm driving, as I'm watching TV, as I'm listening to podcasts. Geez, I'm thinking about it as I'm taking a shower, even as Captain Nick might put it, at my convenience. This task has taken over my life. And then it hits me. I've got it. But it's Tuesday morning, 0300, 27 November. I just turned off the TV, turned off the lights, and the idea struck me. I know if I don't get it down, it's going to disappear. So thanks for inviting me, Carlos. You know, there are many more fun reasons to be kept up all night. But let's see where this takes us. You know, for a guy who doesn't celebrate Christmas and has for years said that he really hates Christmas, I seem to have an awful lot of Christmas traditions. Some of you may recall one of my traditions that goes back over four decades. One, only 11 or so years. Well, the one I'm going to tell you about today is so stereotypical that it's embarrassing. But you know, embarrassment hasn't stopped me from telling you things before, so why should it now? I mean, we're all friends and family here, right? You're not going to judge me, well, at least not any more than you already do. So let me tell you about another tradition, one that goes back almost 60 years, something I try to do every Christmas. I was three years old. Well, I think I was three, maybe four. The memories are hazy, but some of them I can still see in my mind's eye. The family was gathered together somewhere on Long Island in New York. This family gathering was a bit unique. I'm not sure about your family, but in my family, except for special occasions, when my extended family would gather, it would usually be either just my mother's side or just my father's side. I mean, sure, for weddings, bar mitzvahs, etc., everyone was there, but it wasn't typical. But this gathering was everyone, both sets of grandparents, my aunts and uncles from my mom's side, my great-aunt and uncle from my dad's side, and a few cousins from both sides. You know, it's funny. It wasn't until recently that I learned my grandparents were good friends. They used to go out together all the time after they met through my mom and dad. My grandfathers would go fishing together. The reason I didn't know was because my maternal grandparents moved to Florida when I was about 11, and my paternal grandfather, Grandpa Max, died when I was 14, only 18 months after our first flight together. Grandpa Max and I had a special bond. I mean, we were really close, and he had a major impact on my life. When I think back on it, I can't believe he was only with me for my first 14 years. I still think about him every day, and I have proudly worn his signet ring every day since he left us. I still miss him. But let me get back to this family gathering. You see, it's also my first memory of being at a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, a regular place my grandparents would go to often. Now you have to understand, this memory is hazy. I remember being there like this many times, and a couple of times on Christmas Day. But I won't lie to you, it all blends together. But Chinese food runs in my blood. I mean, I have to have it a couple of times a month, but it's especially important to me on Christmas. Now back then, the only kind of Chinese food you could find in the States was Cantonese-style. Thinking back to that restaurant, back when I was three, I can see the huge silver terrines of wonton soup filled with roast pork and some mysterious green leafy vegetables. There were towering, shiny, stainless steel dishes of egg rolls, chicken chow mein, roast pork almond ding, lobster Cantonese style, pepper steak, butterfly shrimp, subgum fried rice, pork egg foo young, beef lo mein, mugugai pan, white rice. All of it served family style and shared around the table. I loved it all. 
right down to the duck sauce and hot mustard. I was hooked. I distinctly remember Grandpa Max taking a piece of lobster Cantonese. I went to hand him a lobster fork. He said to me, Thanks, Micah, but an old sailor like me doesn't need a lobster fork. He didn't. He picked it clean with a full-size fork. Now, to many of you, it may sound kind of strange, a, a Jewish family eating Chinese food. After all, it's not kosher. Well, that's not necessarily true. There is definitely kosher Chinese food around, especially in the New York City area. Nonetheless, many Jews don't keep kosher. I never have. But Jews being fans of Chinese food dates back to the late 19th century. You see, Jewish and Chinese immigrants lived in close proximity to one another on the Lower East Side of Manhattan for many years. While Italians ran restaurants primarily for other Italians, and Germans had many places that would only serve Germans, most often Chinese restaurant owners were far more open to customers of all ethnic backgrounds. And the stereotypical tradition of Jews going out for Chinese food on Christmas Day? Well, it came about naturally, as typically no other restaurants were open on Christmas. The stereotype of Jews and Chinese food is a long-standing one. In fact, it's so pervasive that back in 1969, when Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir was going to visit Richard Nixon in the White House for the first time, the joke going around the country was that Nixon, a well-known anti-Semite as proven by the White House tapes, was going to take her out for Chinese food rather than host a White House dinner. Chinese food has been in my blood since my first experience with it when I was three. Whenever I move to a new place, one of the first things I do is find a Chinese restaurant. It wasn't easy when I was in Athens, Ohio. At first, there was an awful place called Hop Sings, after the character from the TV show Bonanza. Right about the time I left, though, Lamb's Garden opened up. But I was off to Pueblo, Colorado, where the pickings were the worst I ever found. Sure, Pueblo, Colorado had a terrific aircraft museum and great Mexican food. But there was only one Chinese restaurant, and it was miserable. The worst I've ever had. Although I could find a few things that were tolerable to satisfy my cravings. Have I ever told you about my brother Seth? He's my youngest brother, and we're not in touch much anymore, but that's a story for another time. When he was an undergraduate at his education program in Ohio, he took an internship in Pueblo while I was living there. He stayed with me for about a month, and about three weeks into it, he was getting a hankering for Chinese food. See, I told you this ran through familial blood. Seth asked me if I knew of a Chinese restaurant nearby. Well, he's my brother, and I couldn't lie to him, and I said, yes, I do. He asked if we could go, and I said, sure. So we went to that miserable Chinese restaurant. I ordered a couple of things on the menu that I knew were semi-palatable. Seth ordered, well, I don't remember what he ordered, but I knew what he was getting and I knew it would be appalling. Seth took a bite and asked, Micah, this is terrible. It all is. Why did you bring me here? I explained that as an education major, I thought this was part of his education and would be important to him in the future. Confusing, right? He was confused, too. Seth said, huh? Well, I said, Seth, one day you're going to go out for Chinese food with a bunch of friends, and the place isn't going to be so good. Rather than complaining, you'll eat and smile. When your friends say, Seth, don't you think this is bad? You'll be able to respond, Bad? No, this isn't bad. This is good. I've had bad. And you'll be able to tell this story. I threw some bills on the table 
and we got up and left. I took Seth out for some terrific Mexican food and beers, on me. I've gone out for Chinese food all over the country, all over the world, wherever I've traveled. And my mother Harriet and I would make it a habit to get to Chinatown, or at least a Chinese restaurant, wherever we ventured together. I've eaten Chinese food in Chicago, San Francisco, Toronto, Ontario, Richmond, Virginia, Chillicothe, Ohio, Socorro, New Mexico, Vancouver, British Columbia, Calgary, Alberta, Jalapa, Mexico, and many times in Chinatown in London, England. These days, I tend to go out for Chinese food at least once or twice a month, often more. Here in Portland, I have about four different places I go to regularly, and there are many more. In fact, are you familiar with the famous 1929 Edward Hopper painting called Chop Suey? That painting was set in a Chinese restaurant right here in Portland, Maine. I've been meaning to try it for a while now, but I'm happy with my regular haunts. So why am I telling you this as my Christmas story? Well, you see, my Christmas just wouldn't be complete without going out for Chinese food, either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Yes, it's a stereotype, but it's something I do and often share with others. When I was working in social services, doing overnights in a youth group home, I would regularly volunteer to work Christmas Eves and Christmas Days so others could have the time off. On many occasions, there were one or two residents stuck with no place to go for Christmas. While it wasn't the same for them as being with family, I would come in early and take them out for Chinese food before my shift. Sometimes it was the first time they ever had been to a Chinese restaurant. Those times were always fun as I could properly introduce them to the exotic food of the Orient. Have I ever told you about my good friend Laura? We've been close friends for almost 30 years. Our mutual friend Marilyn introduced us and knowing us both well, Marilyn said to each of us independently, you know, you guys should meet. You'd make great friends. I mean, you'll never be involved with each other. That wouldn't work, but you'll like each other. Sure enough, Marilyn was right. While we both lost touch with her years ago, Laura and I have been close friends since we first met. Laura was brought up in the borough of Queens in New York City. While she's always celebrated a big traditional Christmas, she's had lots of friends who celebrate as I do. That is, don't celebrate at all. Laura's family is still in the New York City area. When she can't get down to them for Christmas, she and I will go out for Chinese food together, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Now Laura has a next-door neighbor, Connie. I don't know exactly how old Connie is, but I can tell you for sure that she's closer to 100 than she is 90. Connie's a real Mainer, having been raised on a farm and living here all her life, except for about three weeks in her teens when she went as far away as Connecticut. She didn't really like it and came home. Connie never married and has no nuclear family of her own. Her closest family nearby is her, well, and I quote, young cousin Winnie, unquote. Winnie's 80-something years old and still drives. She'll often come over from across town to visit Connie on Sundays. Winnie's children have moved to Arizona and Texas and generally don't make it home for Christmas. One time, a few years ago, Laura suggested we take Connie and Winnie out for Chinese food on Christmas Day. What a hoot that was! Getting Connie and her walker in my car, getting her into the restaurant, and helping her order. In all her years, it turned out, Connie was a stranger to Chinese food. Laura and I ordered a bunch of things for the table, but Connie was told by a member of her church group to get the sweet and sour pork. To me, ordering sweet and sour pork in a good Chinese restaurant is like going to a terrific steakhouse for a salad. I mean, it's there if you want it, but why would you? Connie ate her sweet and sour pork, 
reluctantly, tasting the other things Laura and I had put on the table. When she offered us some sweet and sour pork, of course, Laura and I politely took some, but sort of left it buried under the leftover white rice on our plates. Just so you know, though, Connie was much more adventurous over the next few Christmases. She found out she really liked sesame beef, orange chicken, and pork yakamane, among other things. One day I'll tell you about the time we introduced her to Thai food, but that's for another time. Now Laura moved about 45 minutes north of me a few months back. This year she's flying home to see her mother in New York on Christmas Day. I helped her find a great fare on JetBlue, PWM to JFK. Her flight leaves at about 0530 local, and on Christmas Eve she's going to stay at a hotel near the airport that offers shuttle service. So Laura and I have Christmas Eve planned. Sometime after I pick up my McDonald's filet of fish sandwich for Hannah and Santa, and before I make my phone call to Beth, Laura and I are going out for Chinese food. We'll probably be going to the Imperial China here in South Portland. I can't tell you the full menu, but we're going to overorder on purpose. For sure, there'll be steamed vegetable dumplings, scallion pancakes, Chinese latkes, I like to call them, some kind of soup, probably ginger chicken with string beans, subgum fried rice, and maybe some lo mein. There should be plenty of food, so if you want to come by, well, I hope to see you there. Many of you have met and liked my Kreplach brother, Eric, who, by the way, will also be going out for Chinese food on Christmas Day. But I think you'll like Laura, too. So Merry Christmas, and pass the egg rolls, please. And if you finish a subgum fried rice, I'll work on the lo mein. For the Plane Talking Safety Airlines Pilot Spectacular Christmas Extravaganza 2018, or whatever we're calling this, this is your main man, Uncle Micah. Merry Christmas. And I thought I asked you to pass the lo mein. See, is, am I the only one here that he's now so starving he wants a Chinese? Oh, I'm starving. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I was having kebab cravings, but now I've got to go and see what we can rustle up downstairs in the world. Anybody want some of this low main? <laughs> oh, he's got oh, some. Oh, oh, no, no, no way. That's an acceptable. That's outrageous. Oh. Mike is just mean. Yeah, that is just uh, I went out before the show to grab it just so I could do that. <laughs> well, I hope it's really cold to, now. We're supposed to give us the heads up that we may want to have some low mane on here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, last time I went outside and grabbed something, it put me on the sex offenders register. No, okay. So uh, anyway, moving uh, swiftly on. Okay, um, next. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, every, every, yeah, everyone Steph's sing loudly. Here now. Come on, on, Steph's yeah, here to keep an eye on everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, no, Steph, I, crack the whip. Okay. I'm not, not doing <laughs> a good job, apparently. <laughs> okay, uh, I think uh, we need to move on to the next bit. If yes, we so <laughs> up next, we, 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 uh, we're going to move things swiftly on. Please. And uh, we're going to go with uh, our usual quiz as yeah, brought Christmas to you quiz. by the pilot that is Pip. Okay. Yay, it's my annual festive uh, podcast quiz. So I hope you folks have been swatting up and studying on what's been going on this last 12 months in the podcast community. Okay. Because there are fantastic prizes and points on offer for the winner. Okay, right. Um, So I've kind of lost count now of how many guests we have. I've no idea. Uh, We have. I was counting on about ten. Yeah, I I think we've nine participants on my screen. Yeah, so so it'll be nine plus three then. So there's yeah, because you've got nine plus three. That's that would be twelve, Pip. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. But uh, I've got I've got lots of buttons to press, so you can count me out, and I know nothing about aviation anyway. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Uh, right, so what I thought we'd do then is we'll, we'll have one question each, and I'll, as Quizmaster and uh, points, um, point master as well, I'll add up the points at the end and decide who the winner is. Okay. Uh, so some of these questions are quite tricky, I think. Okay. I spent all of five minutes just before uh, <laughs> lunch this morning uh, coming up with these. Good, right. So some of them are quite tricky, some of them are perhaps a little easier. Do we have to uh, ding in or something, Pip? No, it's, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you a choice. I'm gonna give you a choice of questions one to ten, and you can pick. Oh, okay, one. Ah, okay. So it's I like kind it. of hot yeah, right. and we'll see what happens at the end. So, uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Steph first. Of all. <gasps> first question is yours, so all the pressure is on. Pick a number, Stephanie, between one and ten. Uh, eight. Eight. Oh, this might be one. quite Ooh. tricky for you. Actually, might be quite oh, tricky. No. For you. It's a straightforward question. Again? No, 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 absolutely not. No, it's not like Tinder, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I swipe? I don't know which way you swipe those. Swipe right. left? Swipe right. Time. Or just tell them to go away, Steph. That's what we do. Uh, <laughs> anyway. They were going to have a version of Tinder for dyslexic, weren't they? Where you, you knew went up or went down, but apparently that caused offence as well. No, okay, uh, right, Pip, if you could do the question, Pip, that'd be big for. <laughs> I tell you what, Steph, because I like you, I'm going to... I'm gonna... Okay. Uh, off you question number nine. Oh, oh, oh favoritism. Oh, mm. oh, you, honestly, why would I do we know he likes Steph. Right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, you, you told me in a, a moment ago, like, if I needed to move things on, I had to do this. You know, so it's just like... <laughs> yes, that's the, uh, if you hear that noise, you've only got a few seconds. To yeah, absolutely. So here we go. Yeah. Kicking off the 2018 podcast quiz, Steph with question number one, and it's this. Which of these is not an IFR waypoint in the US? Oh, blind. Is it Nick, spelled N I C K K? Is it Jeff, J E F F F? Is it Dana, D A N A R? Or is it Steph, spelled Steph? Which of these is not a US IFR waypoint? Nick, Jeff, Dana, or Steph? And your five seconds starts now. I'm going to go with Jeff. <laughs> You're saying Jeff is not a waypoint in the US. I have to, a waypoint. to tell you that minimums, Jeff minimums. is a waypoint oh, in the US. Oh, uh, Jeff, no. in fact, I, I, look how much preparation I did for this. I can actually show you. Ooh, where the waypoint is. Did you make Jeff a route? The waypoint somewhere in the northeast up in Maine, somewhere oh, near yeah. Micah. Yeah. Uh, Nick is a waypoint way down here in Southern California. I'm not. I'm in the list. So I knew that Nick was a waypoint. And Steph, you're a waypoint. I, I was a waypoint. Here yeah. somewhere near Charleston, I think that is. Dana is not a waypoint. Yep. Oh. So unfortunately, like, I knew it wasn't Nick. I knew it wasn't wasn't me. I took the wrong guess between myself and Jeff. J-E-F-F-F -F 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 just sounded like a strange Yeah, I'm afraid well, that's minus the, the... three uh, billion points okay. for you. Right, good. Yeah, okay. but now what happens if she gets well, question number eight coming... right? Yeah, good Does point. She point back if she gets question eight? <laughs> well, um, no, oh, because you're doing question eight. That's to answer all ten questions. Right, okay. And moving on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who's next? Let's have a volunteer. 
Ow. 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 I'll go next. My name's Ow. Pick a number, Al, between one and ten, but not nine. Oh. Five. Five. Oh, Oh, this is a good one. I like this question. This is community orientated. Uh, Our good friend, listener, and podcast BFF, Stephen Ivey, is doing his initial type rating, his first jet rating, on which type of aircraft? Uh, The CRJ 700. That is absolutely correct. Oh, you see, very good. That is two points for Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Very good. Well done. Um, Let's go with um, Armando. Okay. Take a number, sir. I'll take number seven. Number seven. (gasps) This is my favorite question. Oh, good. The Plane Safety Podcast. Oh, no. Or, or PSP for short, is widely regarded as the finest aviation podcast in existence. Is it? Right. It is, apparently. <laughs> okay. This is what I read. <laughs> this is a true false question? Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's Plane Safety Podcast, PSP. But which airport has the three letter IATA code of PSP? Ooh. Oh, that's Palm Springs. Oh my goodness, it is Palm Springs. Amanda, you are a legend. <laughs> Very good. That is, uh, let me see, that's um, 13,000 points to Amando. Right. Hey. right. <laughs> incredible, incredible. What, what, wow. is that? what that sort of scoring system probably, is this, just out of curiosity? Uh, just... He's probably flown there. Yeah. I have flown there, yeah. So hey, I actually. Cheat. cheat. Oh, you both cheat. <laughs> All right, Nick, since I hear you complaining so much, pick a number, sir. <laughs> one. One. Oh, now this one you should get if you've been paying attention to your own podcast. I never pay attention. I certainly not to my own podcast. Wow. <laughs> Check this out. Right. So the Atlanta Tower, uh, air traffic control tower in Atlanta, is the third tallest in the world at 121.31 meters or 398 feet. Name either of the other two towers in the world that are taller. Um, we just talked about um, this. Um, 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 it was um, just three episodes ago. Yeah, that's too too long in my. Jeff did a whole crew. Can we have the timer, please, Matt? Uh, yes, of course you can. Here we go. Yes. Uh, Dubai. Incorrect, sir. Oh, I'm going to offer this one out dear. for... Um, but it's at the top of the hotel. For 1,000 points, can anyone else get one of the other two towers that are taller? Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, here, isn't it? Abu Dhabi. I just looked it up so I could cheat. Beckles. Although I can't pronounce it. <laughs> I can tell you what tower is closest to a runway. In the U.S., anyway. <laughs> Do I get any points for that? <laughs> Did we lose Pip, though? Come on, then. Yeah, it looks oh. like Pip is gone. Ah, oh, looks like I've got 10,000 points after all, then. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is Skyping like mad. Uh... Oh, he is actually Skyping like mad. <laughs> Pip, please don't go. Nick, have you hacked into Pip's internet? <laughs> yeah, well... 
he, he's asked me silly questions. <laughs> I look flying. Can you believe it? Keep what? going, Pip. You have to. You'll have. Uh, okay, I'm trying to turn off my video. Hang on. Yeah, you've done it. Yeah, done it. Oh, fact, right, okay, so the answer was the taller towers in Atlanta are in number two, it's Kuala Lumpur at 130 meters, and the tallest tower in the world is hard to pronounce, Suvabumi, uh, which is otherwise known as Bangkok International Bangkok. at 132 wow. meters. Wow. Hmm. There you go. Are. So that's okay. no points for anyone, I'm afraid. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, you think I'm a damned effect air traffic controller? What's the matter with you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul, I see you on my screen. It's your turn. Pick a number between one and ten, which is not nine, five, seven, or one. Ten. 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 Oh, this is a tricky one. I oh don't know. Oh, God. Uh, you're listening to the later uh, pilot guy episodes. Here we go. Listen carefully. The bishop of which English city is often invoked at social gatherings to remind people to pass the port? Ooh. Well, what I can tell you is that if that was a question for my citizenship, British citizenship, I would fail miserably because I have literally no ID, man. <laughs> it's more important than your British citizenship. This is for points. This is for a thousand points. No, I didn't. All right, go on, Nick. Norwich. It is the Bishop of Norwich. <laughs> Yay! Bravo! For 10 points, can you tell me what the correct response is to the question, do you know the Bishop of Norwich? Uh, well, it depends whether you um, know you're supposed to pass the port or you're a bit slow. But uh, let's assume uh, you know you or you're a bit slow. You would say, um, he's a nice old codger, but he always forgets to pass the port. That's fantastic. So that's 10 points plus a million points for the bonus question. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, Who hasn't had a question? We haven't, we haven't heard from Nev for a while, so I think we should go to Nev. Yeah. Oh, Nev. Sorry, Nev. Yeah. Nev, uh, that's all right, mate. pick a question. Uh, I'll go for number eight, please. Number eight. Oh, no, this is too easy. I'm only going to give you three points for this. Hey, this, is, oh. this is the one that you wouldn't let me do. <laughs> I don't think you get this, though, Steph. I tell you what, if Nev doesn't get it, or if Nev offers to give it to you, and you do get it, I'll give you for now, for now. 16 trillion points. <laughs> Nev, which airfield was the location of the PTUK summer flying and barbecue? Oh. Oh, well, that was uh, Seething Airfield. It was Seething Airfield. Three points hey. for you. And I still Thank want to know why the airfield's still so upset. Why is it? <laughs> yeah, it's very cross. Yeah, it's very they're very cross with us off. We'd left it in a bit of a state. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's in the wrong way. Yeah, so let's gloss yeah. over that and move on. <clears throat> yeah. Some Someone didn't pay his 14 landing fees. Carlos, yes, darling. Pick okay. a number. Uh, what have we got left, uh, Pip? Uh, you've got number two, number three. Oh, number oh, oh stop four. there. Stop there. One of my favourite numbers. I love a number two. Do you? Right, okay. Is that just because you could Skype from work for a prolonged period? I, I, hoped, I hoped you would pick this question, yeah. Carlos. Right, okay. Right up your street. Yes. Or Ali, okay. in fact. Listen carefully. Okay. Listen carefully. Okay. 
laid nose to tip with no overlap how many a340 600s could oh you fit God. onto heathrow's <laughs> runway 09 left wow i'm gonna do this just because i don't think you're gonna get it. <laughs> hold on hold on hold on are these are these a300 are these a340s did you say a three forty six hundred. It's a six hundred, yeah. Okay, so that's the longest. Yeah, um, laid end to end, so that you can't have any uh, overhang on either end of the runway. Okay, so that's the longest fuselage on the, on a commercial airliner in the world. So okay. um, complete A three hundred. Three forty. Yeah, six hundred. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Oh God, what was the answer to the question for the Christmas quiz? Well, they're there, written there. Can I give you a cheating. slight clue? I'm not cheating, Ben. I'm not cheating. <laughs> they can't see oh. you. You are aware of that, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Massive fail. Massive fail. Yeah, yeah, big fail there. Um, because I never done that at school. Um, it Matt, was play the, play the thing. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, it was. Right, um, okay, um, hang on. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just thought I'd uh, break it. Right, I'm, I need an answer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with just a number, random number on my head, because I'm. Oh, thank you. Uh, seven. Oh dear. <laughs> seven. Okay, that's uh, a wildly useless answer. Okay. Uh, any other guesses? I'm gonna offer this one out. I'll give you a hit more than seven. Yeah, I, I would like to offer uh, 22. 22 from Nev. Anyone? Nick? I said 20. Did you get my 20? 20 from Steph? Mm -hmm. Nick said one. I'll, I'll split the middle at 21. Oh, <laughs> it's very diplomatic. Any other guesses? Last chance. Al? I was going to go with 22, but Nev just beat me, so I'll go for 21 and a half. Right. 21 and a half. I did say complete A340s. <laughs> so you, you get, you well, get negative well, that, that, that's, that's 40 for that. 42. 42. <laughs> 42. You know what? Although it's not correct, I'm going to give 3,000 points to Micah. Oh, really? Is that many? The no, it's not. It's more. The correct answer, uh, as far as my maths goes, is uh, an A340, Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, is 75.36 metres long. Wrong. Uh, 09 left at uh, Heathrow is 3,901 metres, which gives us just over 51 A340 600. Ooh. So the answer was... Wow. 49.49. No, you didn't. You said 20-something. No, no, not, that wasn't me. That was some other idiot. <laughs> oh, well, I already gave the points to Micah. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, good. Well, it's, it's very diplomatic, isn't it? Okay. Right, good. so who's next then yes. for the guillotine? Uh, yes. question. <laughs> I think we've only got a couple more questions. Who hasn't been yet? Uh, uh, I think Paul. Have we, have Paul, we had a, have we had come on, Paul. Paul. No, I, I did it already. Oh, I you've mean, done yeah. it already. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but you're, you're the newbie. You're the newbie. Paul's Paul's the newbie, so he should be um, um, put, put to the <laughs> well, test well, twice. Well, Matt hasn't been yet. Let's yep. have Matt. Oh, okay. I know nothing about aviation. Is there any point no, in this? No, I'm going to give you an easy one. I'm going to give you number four. Okay. You ready, Matt? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. What story features always second no, no, on no, the no. show? Matt, you. Okay, go on. How many... I'll say that again. How, How many, many 
chicken nuggets did UK 200 chicken nugget contest. <gasps> oh no! Oh, I've got the no. video. Oh, I am going to say 26. Does Doctor Steph know the answer? Is that 26? <laughs> You've got 26 between two of them. Uh, um, yeah, um, my, my guess. My, my guess is 26 chicken nuggets. Okay, 26 is a not no, the correct I, answer. Oh, I think no. I actually do kind of remember. <laughs> okay, go on. 30 then. or 31? 31? I thought I remembered the number 31. Yeah, 31. 30 or 31? Okay, okay. I'm not going to give any points for that. The correct answer, in fact, it was a tie, if you remember. You ate 19 each, which was 38 oh. chicken nuggets. Oh, oh. I lost no points yeah. there. But there's no easy way to put this. Steph swallowed first. Okay, moving uh, on. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Thanks for that. <sighs> which, means, which means there's only one question left. Has anyone not had a go? Come on. Yet? Give it. Give <laughs> I have no. Ryan's gone or I've gone. No, nope, I have. Well, Michael, we'll split. Oh, Ryan has a minute go. Okay. No, this is fine then. Um, okay. Uh, another of our very bestest podcaster listener friends bffs is our wonderful friend jennifer at a medium-sized midwestern airport jennifer has a lovely red car that will belong to me one day whether she likes it or not oh okay (laughs) what what name did i give to that car oh Oh, no that's on the that's on the show Mm. (sighs) you mean her her mg that's a big clue, but yes. <laughs> what, what female name did I give to her MG? Ooh. Mary Grace. Ooh, that's a good guess. Do you know what, Brian? I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you twenty points for that, just because it's a good guess. But it's not right. It's close, but it's not right. Ooh. The answer was, in fact, Marge. Marge. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. I oh, like in that. my head, I always pronounced it Margie. Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah, oh, as really? an MG. Yeah, yeah. Marge after Marge Simpson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. no, no, bad, right. bad research there. Not, not good. Now, bear with me a second. Just let me add up the points here as I've been going along. So let's three billion for thirteen thousand there. Carry the one. Uh, <laughs> exchange. Do you know what? You're not going to believe this, but it what? is. Let me. Go. Uh, it is an. 11-way tie. Is it? Right. That's very... Except for Steph. Except for Steph, who unfortunately got minus 18,000 points. <laughs> right. Everyone okay. else. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, well, so the... we, have a tie, we have a tiebreaker question. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Oh. Okay. Go on, then. The for everyone except Steph, giving. unfortunately. Okay. Right. So, so here we so, go. So this how... is the closest, closest answer to wins. Okay, so how do... Right, oh, I see. I see what you've done there. Okay, go okay on here we go. Have so you got a bit of paper a and a pen there to write these down, Pip? Because I haven't. Yeah, write, write down your answer if you can. Uh, oh, right, hang on. So, <laughs> you, you would have think I'd fix this, but I haven't. Right. Uh, Dr. Stephanie Plummer, oh, who I can Buddha. see there in our top right-hand corner, uh, is a well-known runner. She likes to run in the park. But how many miles... In 2018, has Steph 
run, <gasps> including all her marathons and all her training Ooh, and all her fun runs. How, how many miles in 2018 has Steph run? Okay, I have my guess in my head. You the answer to this, Pip, because you've been stalking, stalking her, her throughout yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I... I was wondering who I could see, like, behind me. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And also the, the previous year as well, probably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also, to be fair there, uh, Steph, I would imagine he's probably quite a long way behind you because of the pace that you're setting. <laughs> so I, I'm just uh, I'm just going through Dr. Steph's Instagram uh, profile. I'm oh, just well, going, uh, I know that's cheating. Oh. No, no, no. You can put that away. Uh, that hashtag not like a stalker at all. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, Pip. I'm, Pip. I'm gonna throw in a, a, an inaugural guess, if you will, and I'm gonna say 240 miles. Oh, not even close. Oh no, is it? Say again. Oh, man, that's miles out. Yeah, 240 miles. I was gonna guess at. Way okay. less. Than that. Yeah, anyone else? This is as many 12. as it took to. Micah. As many as it took to be away from Al's wind. Well, good point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say uh, 572. 572. Nick? 180. Nick with 180. Pathetic. But yeah. these, are, these are training miles as well. Yeah, training miles as well. All miles. Uh, 6,000. <laughs> 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 I like your style. Yeah. <laughs> 1,258. From Brian, yes. Uh, 777. From Carlos. 777. Oh, I like it. Oh, I One see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. 410 for me. 410 from Armando. Armando, 410. Uh, Nick hasn't said anything yet. Yeah, I did. 180. Yeah. 180. Oh, you did say that. Sorry. Al? 12. 12. 12. <laughs> 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 I think even well, I managed 12, to be fair. But you know, in these competitions, sometimes it's good to go low because sometimes you can just get lucky. So I'm going oh, with 12. Right, okay. Right. I see what we did. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. One dollar, Bob Barker. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> Pip's going to add at the end of the question, without trainers on. Uh, oh. No, I think we've had the question. Anyway. Okay. Look. Okay, well, so we've got answers ranging from 12 to 6,000. Okay. Okay. I, Steph, do you remember what the answer was? I believe it was 678. Oh, 678 wow. miles, the young doctor had run, which means rather That's surprisingly, all? quite unexpectedly, Carlos <laughs> is in fact the 2018 quiz winner. Oh dear! Yeah, bravo! You, you, you do realise he's going to be unbearable now for the t next twelve months, mm. don't you? Yeah, yeah. Nev, have you got anything to add to that? Well, I, I came second, but that's not for the first time. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Okay. Right. So we're going to move on very quickly then. Before you move on, this is where. Hey, Matt. Before you move on, this is where I have to say. Merry Christmas and good evening to everyone. Aww. I have to take off, unfortunately, but it was lovely to join you all for even just a short period. No pun intended there. Yeah, give Steph a big round of applause, everyone. Thanks, Steph. Thanks yeah. for joining yeah. us. Take care, darling. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Merry okay. Christmas, Steph. Bye-bye. And happy egg rolls. Merry Christmas Bye, to you too, Steph. Take care, my darling. Oh, oh, oh. Take care. Merry Christmas, Dr. Bye. Steph. And actually, while we're, while we're uh, on the subject of APG you and things... Weeks, <laughs> yeah, see you tomorrow, <laughs> Steph. Get home soon. Will do. All right. Cheers. Yeah. Drive safe. <laughs>
Okay. Uh, so so while, while we're on, while we're on that, obviously somebody who who's always with us, but unfortunately because he's literally in the air at the moment, uh, is unable to join us. Uh, is a lovely, lovely message from this guy. Tis the season to be jolly. For la 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 la. That's the best I could do. Hey, I'm in my hotel room, Springfield, Mass, and I'm so so bummed that I can't join the PTUK extravaganza, the Christmas extravaganza today. Um, I'll be flying all day, going from here to Minneapolis, to Philadelphia, and then eventually Detroit tonight. I won't get in until too late to uh, join all the frivolity uh, at the extravaganza. So I'm just here wishing you all, missing you all, but wishing you all a wonderful Christmas holiday season to all of you at the PTUK. Plane safety, airplane geeks, and the APG community. Merry Christmas. Aww. Yeah. Thanks, oh, Captain oh, Jeff. And, and, he's, and, and he's, he's nodded off, look. look. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah. I, I've done it, clearly. Yes. <laughs> Had a couple of uh, eggnogs too many, I suspect. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. thanks for right. that, Jeff. That's yeah. very kind of send that in, wasn't it? Indeed, yeah. Yes, yes. Thanks, so before so we start to wrap things up then for our Christmas special, we're going to go across the panel and uh, just have a quick sort of Q&A as to uh, what you want in your bag of presents from Santa this year. So we'll start with Nev. Oh, well, uh, yes, I'd like some new firmware for my Blackmagic <laughs> uh, design ultra studio recorder because i've been trying to get it to work all evening and it was working a treat a few weeks ago but uh, i am easily pleased uh, and it's probably a free download anyway uh, but uh, no sue and i are not going to buy each other presents really this year because this is our first christmas together as husband and wife so we've got we've got each other and nice. that's the most important thing so a minor trip over to jersey on christmas eve oh. and coming back on boxing day and that's it lovely. that's lovely nice. Nev. Uh, well what done. are you doing carlos Oh, what, what would I want for Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, something aviation related, of course, yes, of course yes. which I think I may well have may well have got this okay. year. Okay. Oh, so so Gemma has bought you a present via yourself? Is that essentially yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. It, it, every every year it's the same thing. You know what, join for Christmas, and and we we kind of say, well, we sh well, I shan't bother, but you know, yeah, okay. it always ends yeah. up something aviation. But no, iPhone ten probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not my phone. <laughs> If I got given one of those for Christmas, it would have a cracked screen, like most iPhones are. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, moving swiftly on to uh, our next guest. Uh, come on in, Armando. What's going to be in the Christmas list for you this year? Oh, man. Well, uh, if, if Santa had all the money in the world, uh, I, I think there's a two-seat Spitfire here in the UK. There is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. one stuck, but isn't there is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Alternatively, if Santa isn't that well off, then just a tiger moth ride out of Dutch. Oh right, oh, well, <laughs> fair enough. Yes, he's a man with uh, simple tastes. <laughs> so, Uncle Micah, what uh, what's going to be your gift for this year? Your, well, I what would don't you like? know what's going to be my gift, but I know what I would like, and that is that special titanium card that you present to any airline in any hotel, and they just say, of course, first class, Mr. Angber, you're all set. And that way I could come and visit my UK buddies on Christmas Day. Oh, that would be no, we, awesome. We would love that. You would be more That'd than welcome. Be, yeah. I can assure you of that. Yeah. Captain Nick, what's... Uh... Well, for me, 
a, a lovely set of a pair of slippers to uh, put on when I retire in May. Um, but actually, <laughs> Not that he's excited about that, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much more importantly to uh, a, a Kiwi friend of mine uh, who's having trouble uh, keeping his medical going so that he can do the one thing he loves doing, which is flying. And I wish him all the best uh, for next year. That would be a great gift for him to get better and get back in the air. Oh, you see, now well you said. just you just trumped everybody there, Nick. Yeah, that well is a, said, that Nick. is a lovely, selfless thing yeah. to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Captain Al, come on, I dare I ask. Uh, I am hoping that uh, Santa will look down favourably on uh, my aeroplane that's annu- having its annual maintenance done in the two weeks before Christmas, <laughs> and I'm hoping that it comes out of that with no horror stories and that it's been a well-behaved aeroplane and that it gets all that it wishes for. Very good. Yes, oh, okay. Oh, like nice. I, <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the priority for you, Mr Pip? Well, uh, I don't know if it's a priority, but for the princely sum of £20, I just bought myself yesterday uh, a ticket to enter the uh, lottery at the British Aerobatic Association to win a 50-minute flight in a Spitfire. <gasps> oh, so wow. I wow. win that. That would be an awesome gift. That would, yeah. No, I'll give you that. I'll tell you what, I, I hope, you know, out of the 468 billion people who've entered that competition, you have a chance <laughs> yeah, to yeah, win, indeed. Pip. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, what's uh, what's the uh, top of the list for you? I don't know. I was hoping I could get these ears trimmed. <laughs> what does that hat say? Droopy? Yeah, no, 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 no. You get over the counter medication for that problem now in the UK. See, you were saying, you were saying then, Brian. <laughs> no, I, I really want to be selfish this time. And what I'm really looking forward to is, um, and this will make Captain Nick so happy, uh, flying either on the A350 or the A380. I've yet oh. to fly on either one of them. And that's what I'm looking forward to uh, this in 2019. So I hope Santa brings me a plane ticket. Ah, okay. Ah, there we nice. go. I like it. Yeah. And uh, Paul... Um, I mean, what, what could we say? I mean, he I mean, does a lot he, of flying already, doesn't he? So, <laughs> what, what's uh, what's top of the list for you, Paul? Uh, I mean, for everyone, I, I really want to... I mean, okay, no, for Nev first. Uh, Wi-Fi on BA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lower, lower ADP in the UK, or let's just get rid of the ADP so we have like flights that get even cheaper so that every, everybody can fly. I really, that's my biggest motto. I want everybody to fly instead. And you, you too, to fly on a 350. It's my favorite plane nowadays. It's really awesome. And selfishly for me, uh, I would like to have on our podcast with Alex, I would like to have Bruce Dickinson, the oh, singer of Iron Maiden, yeah. to come as a guest. That's been my dream for three years since we started four years now. We started the podcast. I've never actually reached out, but I've actually want to try to do that next well, year. To maybe as- 2019, my friend, is the time to do that. Mm. There is no harm in reaching out. The, yeah. the yeah. worst that can happen is the answer is no, and you've, uh, you've no, you're right. lost you're right. or gained no. nothing. Now, now, we have like, now we have enough listeners to kind of be yeah. credible to go to this publicist or something to say, yeah, That's all right. we, we, yes, we, we don't have any listeners and we get away with it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's an awfully nice chap, actually, because he used to be based at Manchester where I was based and I used to see him quite often on the staff bus and you would just chat to him, and uh, yeah, he's a top bloke. Yeah, everybody says that. I, I even know in which pub he actually goes to in London, but I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the stalker, so I'm going to go through the official route of the publicist. So, uh, 
we are going to start to wrap up the show, but we've got one just, last... Uh, actually, well, I've got a quick thing before we do. Oh, go on. Well, actually, first, Matt, did you say what you wanted for Christmas? That's the first thing. The oh, um, uh, uh-huh. uh, do, you, do you know what? And I know I keep saying this word. A Christmas jumper. No, no, I'm wearing a Christmas jumper. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really worried about this. I'm going to say the word. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gonna, right. I, anyway, moving on. <laughs> the... I've the word dice. he was looking for. You don't have fluffy, fluffy dice, dice in, in his coat. Yeah, yeah. that'll be it. Yeah. yeah, okay, all right. And, then. and then the other thing I was going to say is that I just think it's so kind of tragic that here it is. You know, Nev mentioned that it's his first Christmas, married him lovely Sue, lovely Mrs. Nev, and all he wants for Christmas is new firmware. It just doesn't seem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nev, so, um, we've got uh, a little bit of a. Um, a little piece of video that um, that uh, we took. I think that was, this is back from Farnborough, if my memory serves. Ooh. Is that right? Um, well, th- th- is this the one with uh, featuring uh, a couple of uh, gentlemen that we uh, that we both? Yes, know? that is correct. That yeah. yeah. Well, um, we've been trying, as you know, we tr- we try to get the production values up a bit on, on on PTUK, and you know sometimes we're successful and sometimes we're not. So I thought, well, I want to try and find out from the real professionals, which is the airline pilot guy show. These are the people. <laughs> these are the Premier League people. And so I was very fortunate to be invited along to nigel's house now nigel is a good chum of nick's and it just so happened that uh, captain jeff was over there as well so i thought i'll go along with my camera and i'll film them and they can show me how professional they are Uh, jeff is trying to set everything up and god knows if he's going to get it done in time i doubt it uh, it's a very low probability of me getting anything done on time before our scheduled start time. How do you think the show's going so far, Jeff? Rubbish. Horribly, <laughs> as usual. The audio routing and stuff. This stuff is a very technical stuff. IT term. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sounding like we know what we're talking about. That's the trick. And that that's the important absolutely thing. The, yep. Oh my god! <laughs> what the hell? The fact checkers haven't <laughs> put their head above the parapet ever since we threatened them with that cease and desist letter. Yes, I'm hoping that, that they helped won't. a lot. It could be the airline pilot guy for this show. <laughs> That's enough. Come on, got to go back to work now. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, there we are. <laughs> Anything you'd like to add to that, Nick? <laughs> Nothing apparently. It's silence. Okay. <laughs> Nick, he's such a professional. He can't find the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid software. Uh, it's lovely to see Jeff at work, isn't it? He, he really does know how to uh, twiddle his knobs. Uh, indeed. <laughs> okay. Uh, good. Certainly knows how to push people's buttons as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay. Before we end, then we have one yeah. piece of uh, a, a track that I believe uh, Pip uh, has featured once before but uh, he probably didn't play it out anywhere near as uh, it, it's well as it's, it's kind of it's kind of a a link to the what is always story number yeah, basically, two story number two show. as you know with our, our show is always to do with uh, a certain low-cost airline and uh, uh, so this was sent to me by owen actually so uh, uh, let's just uh, sit back and enjoy
We received an invitation in the post one Monday morn to attend our cousin's wedding in the town where we were born. The dew was back in Kerry, so wishing to be frugal, we trod the net to find some decent travel deals on Google. Cheap flights, cheap flights, cheap as they can be. Be dad, we found an airline selling flights for 50p. Diddly, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't die. Well, we clicked onto the website and were mightily surprised to find the actual cost wasn't quite as advertised. <laughs> We'd forgotten airport taxes had also to be billed, but a bargain is the bargain, and Bagara we were thrilled. Cheap flights, cheap flights, stands to two trillie. At isn't every airline offers flights for 50p. Diddly, I Board and so that we'd sit three abreast. Three abreast, that's the best. And of course, we'd all have luggage, so that's an extra cost. And then we paid insurance in case our cases might get lost. Our cheap flights, cheap flights, it's obvious to see. There must be extra charges when the flights are 50p. Mnya, 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 At last, the flight was booked. With all of the additions, we'd read the reams of small print of terms and conditions. And then we got the charge for using visa, which was drastic. Cause how the feck are you supposed to pay if not with feckin' plastic? Cheap lights, cheap lights, we paid the feckin' fee. Cause by now we were committed to the flights for 50p. Diddly Iden Iden Iden, diddly Iden Iden Iden, someone's being diddled and it's us, so it is. A home, a home, a Now I don't know if you've tried locating Stansted on a map But checking in at 5am is a feckin' load of crap Is there a bandrex if you try to catch a train or underground So a taxi to the Arsenal world was more than a hundred pound Cheap flights, cheap flights, we should have gone by sea There's no such feckin' thing as a feckin' flight for 50p Feckity, 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 feck, feck, feck Feckity, 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 feck, feck There we are. So, so, so there is more to that. If you want to hear the full version of that song, then take yourselves to www.fascinatingada.co.uk. I don't know. I've ever seen a flight for 50p. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a damn good look, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. You're not likely to either. <laughs> no, no. We well, do. actually, you say that. Um, I was looking on uh, the website of uh, said famous Irish airline. <laughs> And they are offering return flights from Leeds, Bradford to Lanzarote in the Canaries for £20. Okay, it's not 50p, but it's still pretty That's good still going, a return it, it flight. It's really good, yeah, absolutely. They're never going to pay their uh, court costs and uh, fines. <laughs> or get that aeroplane back that got impounded in France, indeed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Maybe they have that back. Yeah. <laughs> spend the night in a French jail. <laughs> that must Pioneer. be the... Newly advertised single pilot uh, fees. Oh that no! Here we go. Hopping on about this week. Yeah. Ryanair reminds me of a, a carnival hawker here in the U.S. where they go, "Pay it out, take your chances." That's just the way it goes, you know. Uh, uh, guys, there's a, there's an airline in in China called Spring Airlines. I think the website is ch.com. If I'm not mistaken, just look it up. Spring Airlines. 
you can find per, like uh, tickets from like Shanghai to Bangkok for ten dollars. Sometimes you have promo fares at one dollar. I really have no clue how the the economics of that, but it's fantastic. I've never flown them basically because I'm sure, I'm sure I'm too tall and I can only bring one. I can only bring one leg in flight, and I've got to pay for the other or something. But. I'll be honest you with know, you, Paul. You don't strike me as the sort of person who would be able to cope very well in low-cost airline world. I, I, I do. Uh, no, I do a lot of EasyJet. EasyJet is my favorite airline. Is it? But not, okay. not the other one. Not the one you the, just... The, 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 <coughs> that, that one, yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's a $1 fare, but a $100 boarding fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, they let you on for free. They won't let you off again. <laughs> yeah, once they've got you on board, that's it, yeah. You have to pay extra for the stairs and things like You're that. You're the fuel. You're the fuel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, right, uh, it's time to wrap up, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Thank you so very much to, to everyone who has joined us. And uh, yeah, it's been a it's, lawyers called. Is, is this an is this an endurance record for PT UK? It might well be. Actually, I'm Could beginning be. to feel that way. <laughs> Absolutely, we're, we're, we're just trying to catch up with you, Nick. Yeah, ABG. absolutely. We're going to yeah. go for the whole APG. Well, work, I, think I, think. You, I think you've caught us up and overtaken us. <laughs> anyway, so that is where we are going to yeah. wrap up our festive edition of PTUK yep. for this year. Thanks to everyone for yep. uh, downloading the show as always yep. or watching the show via YouTube. And Matt. Uh, what do you got to say? Yeah, well, basically, so obviously we've got one more offline show to go. So with the New Year episode, will also be a pre-record. Uh, that uh, will go out. And then, obviously, we will uh, return to live programming uh, from uh, the sort of in the sort of first week after the New Year, essentially. So yeah. uh, watch social media uh, for those details. And in fact, I'm very much looking forward to uh, some more of the, uh, as we've got Sir Nick on, obviously very much looking forward to the Sir Richard Johns uh, yes. series yeah. continuing. It's, uh, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. I noticed we got published we got uh, the publisher we did retweeted tweet. us today, tweeted, which yeah. was quite cool so uh, thank you so much Nick as we've got you on to, uh, for, for your time yeah well in, done in Nick doing that, that was, it really oh good. you're very welcome did what did the publisher say they they wanted, wanted you to take it off or what no no they were they actually retweeted our, our show and rec- you know sort of said mm. if you're not doing anything yeah. uh, give us a watch I, I don't know what that's uh, I don't know how much that cost you Nev um, perhaps you could uh, <laughs> you know send the invoice in <laughs> It cost him breakfast in uh, Travel Lodge. Oh, Nev's on mute. Yes. No, there we are. Sorry. That's my fault. Oh, yeah. uh, no, wait, sorry, that was, that's Matt. That was me. That's Matt. He had the, he had the knob turned out. Uh, indeed. Well, <laughs> say, say that again, Nev. Sorry. No, I was just saying it was, it was a great experience. And, uh, yeah, thanks ever so much, Nick. And, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing uh, all of the, uh, all the parts that we've put together. I know. Mm. I, know. I, I did say in an earlier uh, an earlier podcast that uh, people really have no idea how much work that the legend that is Sir Neville of Bounds does in the behind the scenes in helping to glue this all together. So my personal thanks uh, has to go to the legend that is uh, Nev. Thank you so much for all your hard Woo-hoo. work, especially this that's year. Very kind. It's thank been you. really good. Yeah, and, thanks and a lot. Matt, no, I really I know enjoyed exactly doing it. how much work he puts into it, and that's the reason why I'm not doing it on Airplane Geeks any longer. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, fair <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Just too exhausting yeah absolutely so don't forget for those of you who uh, listen to the show we are running our Christmas competition now to win some awesome prizes including that signed book from Sir Richard Johns ladies and gentlemen for your chance to win some fantastic prizes in this year's PTUK Christmas competition all you have to do is answer the following questions what PTUK episode featured aircraft X-ray Mike 612? What is the ICAO code for the airfield Carlos learned to fly at? 
apart from the Rolls-Royce RB211, what other engine has powered the Boeing 757? From these two aircraft, which has the longest fuselage? Is it A, the Airbus A340-600, or is it B, the Boeing 747-8? We all know Nev loves BA, but what year did British Airways form the budget airline GO, and what year did GO merge into EasyJet? What did the Wright brothers do before inventing an aircraft? What year was the film Airplane released? What airfield is the Queen's flight based at in the UK? The Concorde is well known for her droop nose and it was used on takeoff and landing so the pilots had an unobstructed view of the runway. On final approach, what angle was this nose selected to? Where is RAF Akratori situated and what is its ICAO code? What year was the airline Virgin Atlantic formed? NASA operate a Boeing 747SP, registration November 747 November Alpha, which is a 41-year-old airframe. But who is the first owner of this iconic airframe? So for your chance to win these amazing prizes, send your answers in to podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Best of luck. And uh, the questions are on our Facebook page they are, now. Yeah. They are fully on the Facebook, Facebook page. Facebook and Twitter. And uh, Twitter I, as well. I, I presume yeah. it's now the pinned tweet, is it? Have it, you is, made it yeah, there is uh, links and stuff on yeah. there. And you'll be able to see the questions and email the answers to us. We'll be bringing the winners and the we answers to the question. Put it on the, the Instagram question. page so that you're down there with the kids. <laughs> down there. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, yes, we'll be uh, announcing the winner and the uh, answers to the questions the first on our live first show. live show in the new year. So, uh, yeah, get your answers in yeah. while you're sitting there eating your Christmas dinner and your yeah. Christmas pud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think for several of them, you'll need to get out your Google device in order yes, to, or other yes. search engines are Or available. ask Alexa. Yeah, she's, right, you know, Alexa, indeed. Hive. Okay, uh, that, that's it, guys. That's where we're going to have to bring the show Ooh, to a close. Just a quick one before we go. Social media links for everyone list, oh, for everyone who's uh, joined us tonight. So we'll uh, we'll go first with our uh, our new newest addition to the uh, Christmas special show. So, Paul, where can guys and girls find uh, your awesome show on the interweb? Uh, guys, simply simply search for layovers, whether on any podcast app or layovers podcast on Google, and you'll find it. We're pretty much anywhere. Fantastic. Okay. And Captain Nick, uh, obviously, we all know the uh, show, but tell the listeners uh, where they can find you as well. Well, uh, the pod, the website's uh, airlinepilotguy.com. The, on Facebook, we're Facebook uh, forward slash airlinepilotguy, and on Twitter at APG Crew. And uh, excuse me, I'll just get hello. Hello! <laughs> oh yeah, what you want, Nick? <laughs> What's the matter there, Nick? We on well, Slack? Hello, could you do the Slack bit, mate? <laughs> you, yeah. See that that would have been really clever if we'd have APG actually been organised and done that, really, wouldn't it? But never mind. There we are. What a shape. And uh, pilot, the pilot of Pip. Uh, tell us all about uh, your podcast. Yes, you can find us on the internet. That's uh, www.theinternet.com. Right. Oh, we'll okay. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well done. Thanks for that. And, yeah. and that is with, obviously, yeah. with your uh, your yes. co-host, uh, Mr. Captain Al. 
Indeed, and I've uh, decided as, uh, as, as a tribute to Paul's podcast that I've started my own podcast in the new year called the Legover Podcast. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Other family-friendly shows, of course, oh, are available. Uh, <laughs> and obviously over to uh, Brian and Micah and uh, tell us about uh, the Awesome Geeks podcast. Well, the Airplane Geeks can be found at airplanegeeks.com. Uh, although I'm not the associate producer any longer, I am still contributing bits and pieces every once in a while, uh, as is Micah. So, And we have a Slack team as well at Airplane Geeks, and you can join by sending an email to the geeks at airplanegeeks.com, and that's how you can reach the Airplane Geeks in general. Uh, you can find me on that Slack team under my name, Micah, and you can find me on Twitter at Maine, M-A-I-N-E, like the state in the USA, Maine, M-A-I-N-E, fly, Maine fly on Twitter. Indeed. And uh, Armando, uh, you don't have a podcast, do you, sadly, but uh, you do appear on ours quite frequently, so uh, yes, they get in. No, they, no yeah, drop, drop some links in. But, uh... Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Corvus Aviation, that's uh, C-O-R-V-U-S Aviation, or just the website, CorvusAviationUSA.com. And perhaps when you start your new chapter, sir, perhaps a podcast yeah. is the way forward. Yeah. No, no, I've, al- I've already I'll given... I'll right here. Yeah. <laughs> Armando's, I've already given the job. Oh, have you? Yeah, oh, he's, right. he's going to be our US correspondent oh, fantastic. for, um, for you know for yeah. flying and stuff yeah. in the US. There you were, yeah. thinking you were getting away from us yeah. pommy muppets, and no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> that is where we are going to bring the plane talking airline pilot geek safety layovers Christmas special 2018. Just before you go. To a, oh, oh, I knew you were. Oh, I knew you would do this. Yeah, Al. but look, come on. <laughs> I just thought I'd. Uh, Introduce my wingman, who's yeah, uh, sat on my lap. The here. legend this that is. is. Hey, Josh, how are you, mate? Christmas to all the listeners. Hey, Josh. Go on then. Happy Christmas. Ah, oh, well oh, done, Josh. Nice one, Thanks, Josh. Cheers Thank for that. You. And uh, what perfect way to end. Uh, what a perfect way to end it. So uh, here we are, guys. Yeah, take care. And uh, yeah, uh, happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas, Say everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Bye bye.